Welcome to Snowmobile Sessions Live on YouTube and your favorite podcast platform. We're the number one destination to learn about snowmobiling, network with other sledders, and have an awesome time doing it. We'll meet other snowmobilers that share your passion and show your fan photos along the way. Snowmobile Sessions Live. Enjoy the ride. It's a journey This episode of Snowmobile Sessions Live is brought to you by Energy Power Sports. They're Oakville's full-line BRP dealer with sales and service to all BRP models and so much more. John Luke's in the house tonight, too, to say hi so he can tell you more. But don't forget to check out their YouTube channel. It's as awesome as their showroom is, and it's getting better every day. It's also brought to you by the fans. There's a couple fans that, that help us out each and every episode. They find that little dollar sign button at the bottom of the chat. They hit that button, send us some love and a comment, and you'll be featured on the screen. And also new for season two is Fast Track Snowmobile Traction. Their modern tracks have come a long way from tiny lugs from years ago, but there's one thing they'll never be able to do. That's penetrate the ice and snow. So if you ride trails, you come across these icy situations, and that's where Fast Track Stud Kits can help you out. If you go onto their, their website, fasttrack.co, it's not .com, .co, and there's no K in track, fasttrack.co, and you put a stud kit in your cart, make sure you add that toolkit in there and use the, the uh, coupon code SNOW, and that toolkit is free of charge. Thank you, Fast Track. We'll look forward to doing more with you throughout the season. Hey, guys. How's that? That's awesome. Buddy. Well, uh, hey, let me just say, if I wasn't pumped before, your voice alone make, feel, makes me feel like I'm going to a tractor pull. Oh, yeah. Gentlemen, gentlemen, <laughs> gentlemen. And, and how about that? Seat. Jean-Luc's dealership, eh? Is that a, I, I know things are different out east. Uh, is that a club after hours? Because it's <laughs> what a nice dealership. Yeah, they got the brass pole in the back and everything. Yeah, that's that's it behind me. I'm in the showroom right now. Well, not technically, but the showroom's behind me. It's absolutely gorgeous. They're, yeah. They have raised the bar, and they, they've raised the bar for all other uh, dealerships to, uh, to kind of look up to. And I think you're seeing that more and more with uh, other people trying to step up the bar. So I'm going to bring in a couple guys to say hi before we get the show on the road. And the first is uh, John Luke uh, from Energy Power Sports. We all know and love him. Hey, John Luke. Hey, good evening, guys. How are you? Good to see you, John Luke. Cheers. Cheers, Dave. It's after yeah, hours. Guys. <laughs> it's early where you are. I think it is. And I'm going to bring one more guy in just to say hi, and that's Chris from Fast Track. Chris from Fast Track, yeah, how are you? Where yeah, where'd you go? Hold know. on. There he is. There <laughs> Uh, it's always snowing on snowmobile sessions, isn't it, Rich? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. right in his backyard there, it looks like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a live view. So, yeah, you've, you've, got, you've got some nice things. I didn't get any fan photos from you this week, though, Chris. I, What's I going checked my on? email and uh, it bounced back. It's probably too large. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> there you go. That's what she said, right? Standard. So, yeah. yeah. Give us a little uh, Give us a little information about uh, about. Uh, fast track and and uh and what it's all about and and what are you looking forward to in 2022 
Yeah, uh, we're most looking forward to getting ahead of these supply chain problems. It's a nightmare for everyone. Everyone I talk to, it's just uh, everyone's pulling their hair out. So we're doing our best we can to get all the product uh, to everyone and deal with these pre-orders and stuff. But uh, other than that, looking to get people who ride trail, uh, get them hooked up with studs and have a nice, safe ride out there. It's, it's one of the unique products that uh, enhances performance and safety. Yeah. And how you, you and I talked a bit earlier this week, how is your studs different than, than the others out there on the market? Sure. Uh, our studs are stainless, so uh, you're not going to have any rust. Um, and then here I got, nope, don't have any, um, but uh, they, they don't have a shoulder on the edge. Let's see, I actually got some right here. Hold it so nice. Stud and doesn't have doesn't have a shoulder on it. So you're able to tuck it nice and flush into the track. And uh, there's not a bottom out point against the backer. So you're going to not be banging up your idler wheels. And uh, we use a polymer backer as well, which is just another fancy word for plastic. And uh, it's a really nice light setup. So it's really easy on the track and it's going to last a long time for you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a buddy that runs them and he says you can't bend them. He said they like anything if you're if you want to, but yeah, they're built to freaking last. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, thank you very much for uh, for your support with the show and stuff, and uh, we'll get you back on and uh, and from time to time and keep this thing rolling. Yeah, I appreciate it, Gary. You do a heck of a job with this, and it's definitely what the snowmobile industry needed. No problem. We try, right, Rich? Oh yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on board. It's great. Yeah, great you. products. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Here, we're going to put John Luke in the hot seat there. He's going to say a few words, oh. too. And Hey, how are you guys doing? Really good uh, to, to be here again. Uh, it's getting a little cold outside, which is uh, is a really good, good sign. Uh, but uh, as uh, as was said just before, it uh, we're all swimming right now into delays and all these other things that, that are up in the air right now. But uh, I, I think, you know what, if, if I look at all, all companies right now, uh, uh, Gary, Gary Rich and, and uh, Dave, um, I, I think BRP is in a pretty favorable position. Um, they're communicating super well with us, with, with all the dealers, and I think they've got a plan. That they, 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 they grab things much much earlier, I think, than, than most. But I, I've worked previously in corporate and, and manufacturing, and, and I cannot I, – I, there's about 400 suppliers that produces the various parts to make one skidoo. So you got to imagine how complex this is. It's got to be uh, an absolute nightmare. Um, so, um, uh, but you know what? It will resolve itself. Yes, there'll be some delays, but but I think everybody will be on on, on, the, on the trails uh, for the winter for sure this year. That's awesome. That's sure. good to hear. And it's global too, Jean-Luc. It's not just your industry. It's everywhere. It's yeah. the entire automotive industry. It's in my industry, the printing business. It's It's yeah. global. It's not just... You know, you're the, the recreation industry as well, too. So everybody's yeah, doing it. You're absolutely right, Rich. Uh, our, our neighbor here, uh, they sell fridges, microwave, and all that stuff. And they are experiencing the exact same thing. They have condos, deals with condos that uh, have been erected and ready to go. And they cannot supply fridges and stoves to them. That's right. So it's, it's, it's and, and it's funny because, you know what, over the last um, year or so since, since the pandemic, you know, the consumers, thought that this was kind of behind us but it's we're we're feeling the ripple effect right now it's it's here now because stuff was on the shelf first 
now the, the shelves are empty and we're trying to replenish them. And it, it's tough. It's very, very complex. You see the dealerships, with, the car dealerships without uh, vehicles. Mm -hmm. um, it makes it quite complex to yeah. uh, continue to operate. Yeah. I was mentioning to Gary, my buddy bought a Suburban and his uh, power running boards, his sunroof and his power mirrors don't work. And they said, we'll get you back yeah. and put the chip in when, when they arrive, yeah. but who knows when that is. Right. So it, it's yeah. everywhere. Right. So. Which oh, is yeah. a little bit what, yeah. what BRP is going to do, right? BRP mm -hmm. is going to, is moving things along and um, whatever can be operational to get you at least to enjoy the, the sport they will That's do. Right. Maybe some instances where we may have to come back a little bit of an inconvenience, but we're going to be on the trails. Right. Yeah, at least you're out riding, right? That's that's true. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. you're out riding. So, yeah. Odie, Odie, the sledding guy says, "Hey, hey, Odie, welcome to the the uh, chat tonight. We're experiencing it in our industry big time. He's in the uh, he's in the foreign car industry. Um, Kia, I think it's Hyundai uh, or Kia. I sorry if I can't remember Odie. And then Corey Brock says, "I'm holding you to that, John Luke. LOL." So who else <laughs> we got in the chat there? We got Troy Parks. Welcome in there. Sled addicts, of course, they're in the house. Uh, Jesse Buckman, he's sled addicts. Jumpman Jay, he says Dave, and he's got like 20 exclamation marks there. And there's the man. Cheers, y'all. I got my cold ones. Of course, he always joins. Says Jay Fly Lowe's in there. Uh, who else? Brad Hitchcock. Yeah, Snowstorm. He's in the house too. Corey Brock. Uh, Flow 2004. Oh, they're all six string Brian. There's some really familiar names in here. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Love it. Love it. So anyway, I, I heard that, that you're getting really sweet on us, John Luke. Yes. You know what? And, and, uh, uh, I don't have a sample with me that I went back to the shop and, and instead I grabbed the beer instead of grabbing what I was supposed to grab. So if you want to, <laughs> my priorities are straight. You can That's so right. Anyway, so if you can do me a favor and sunset me for just a quick second, I'm going to run sure. to the back and, sure. um, and, and we'll, I'll bring the goods in just one sec. Okay. Uh, for sure. Like a deal. Give me yeah, two minutes sure. to run back. Hey, yeah, Muscoke free riders in the house too. Oh, no, oh, right on. on. That's awesome. Right on, I've been, well, I've been chatting sure, with him. Bro. I'm trying to get him on, but he's, his internet is like one kilobyte. He's got Dave Nerona. Can't you get him better internet? You got, he's got, <laughs> he, I was going to say he should, you, you got to have him on the show. Well, he wants, we talked, we talked last year and then he sent me a screenshot of his download speed and it was bad. Like I'm talking, it was below five on download and upload. Yeah. So he's not he's not gonna be running anything. He's got he's <laughs> right. got to drive to he's got to go hit the um he's got to drive around Revy and find some free internet. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a Starbucks there or something, right? Yeah. yeah. Do it from Starbucks. Do it. Yeah, he exactly. should actually. He, he can pretend that he's the barista. The barista <laughs> by right. night and, and uh, shredder by day. Yeah. yeah. I just I just messaged him the other day. So. I said, do you want to get on and test it? So hopefully, hopefully he will. And uh, I had a lot of people asking for him last year. So there he is one megabyte up and one down. Ha ha. He says, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. We got to get him on before him and his dad head out West. Cause they yeah, had a go free right. rider. We got, we got to figure that out. Like Tim Hortons. I don't know. McDonald's, maybe not. So, but yeah. who knows, but we'll work it out. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Corey Jinks is in too. There's another familiar name, Skidoo Ambassador. There's Coda Bear Welcome too. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Coda Bear. How you doing, Muskoka? Love the vids. Nice. 
Sled 519, seeing all the Sled YouTube, t- YouTube stars tonight. Well, he's talking about Rich and I. We're the stars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dave, uh, how's things going? What have you been up to? Well, just actually, you know what? I, a lucky day for me today. Uh, a lot of my uh, parts and accessories showed up. In my, uh, it's always nice when the, uh, the Campar guy shows up with all my gear. Um, so I was just going through um, some gear and just allotting it and getting re- you know, organizing. It sounds boring, but uh, I do a lot of my training early in the morning. And then uh, most of the afternoons, I'm with my, uh, my daughter. My wife and I are both at home with her. So we, uh, we, we, we're, we're with her all day. And, and that's, we're very lucky to be able to do that. So my mornings are, my, are sort of my time to, to play. And then uh, the afternoons are busy. And that this summer, we bought a boat. So we were out every day uh, surfing and boating and yeah it's it's a game changer here in squamish you know at, at we we're just talking about what's going on around in the world everybody's sort of staying a little closer to home they're purchasing uh sea dews and um you know can-ams and every other toy on on planet earth and um so it's hard to get away from people now right and uh, i didn't yeah. used to do a lot of dirt biking and camping and now we got a boat and we're spending tons of time out in the water and you know it's funny for a place like squamish which basically half the town is right on the water um when you go out on the water there's no one out there uh you know there's kiting right there and windsurfing but further than that and we have you know you're right into the whole coast so it's incredible that we don't um see more people but that's also a blessing right we can go out and camp off the boat we can camp on the boat we can yeah so i'm i'm kind of getting into the boat world which uh it's almost scarier than sleds. You can spend more money in, in more seconds on a boat than you can, I think anywhere else. So, well, you know, what's an acronym, you know, what's an acronym, right? You know what it stands for? Yeah. (laughs) Bring, bring bring over another thousand. Yeah. Yeah. It it, it can be, it can be true. I, you know, I've, I've got an older boat. Uh, I got an old, you know, the classic is when people see my boat, they go do that. I had that boat in my cottage out East. I have a Bayliner Capri, just a 16 footer. And already I'm looking at, uh, we're looking for an overnight. Uh, my, my daughter's only five, but boy, she can really yell pretty loud that she wants a, a boat that she can sleep on overnight now. Like, <laughs> cruiser. On well, it. Hey, you get a, you get a sea do switch. You can curtain the sides and bunk down in it, man. <laughs> I, 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 I will tell, I will tell you that seed, the, the switch was when I watched the, I, I knew it was coming. Uh, I'd sort of seen some stuff. But when you see it in real life and with that full enclosure, that's the one thing I thought. And, and it is kind of a pain, you know, I've always said they kind of build boats wrong, right? Back in the, you know, 20 years ago, boating was going out and drinking with your friends on the boat. And now boating has changed. Boating is going out and surfing and hanging out and tubing with your kids and you have sups and you have e-foils. So you have all this equipment and they, and they make these beautiful boats. But the problem is, is you put two sups on it. And it just ruins the line of the boat, right? Because you're just yeah. them everywhere you can. And really, a, a vehicle like the Switch is where you can have all those toys. And mm-hmm. you just have them right there flat on the ground. People are hanging out. And you want to, it's just like a wakeboard boat, right? You want to watch what's going on. So you can be watching what's going on. And then, you know what? Hey, we're going away for the weekend. We, we throw everything out onto the shore. And we're going to put a big queen-size mattress. And this becomes an enclosure. Like, it's a sleeper. It's yeah, just yeah. how how you can do this. And I, I know Jean-Luc, I, they're probably like, I, I, if every dealer, right, it's like, we're sold out. It's like they haven't oh, even yeah. hit the showroom floor. <laughs> I think they're just going to take, you know, by the t- how keen customers are, are they going to pull them right off the semi 
and throw them on in a trailer and and they're off to the to the to the races right yeah they're, yeah, they're, they're so super fast and, and the funny thing is we have one customer who actually bought one with the enclosure as a bunkie for for his cottage it's a yeah, floating that's awesome yeah, yeah that's, a good that's idea. awesome and and it, I, it, it, is, it just allows you to have so much fun in so many different ways and for you know everything's expensive nowadays and it so to me you've always got to have it's always a great thing when your boat or your like that switch can do multiple things right it can be fishing in the morning early and you come back throw the couches on and a family thing all afternoon and leave it that way for you know my buddy at the chushwap lake we would go out at 9 10 at night pick up all the neighbors and have the stereo blasting and just stargaze and it yeah. you, you just just amazing those things uh they're so utilitarian but at the same time super cool yeah yeah i love it i love it yeah you know and the price is not outrageous like a friend of ours up north our neighbor just got a pontoon boat and it's a 15 foot and they paid like 25 grand for it it's got a 60 horsepower on it and then you look at <laughs> you look at the uh the sea switch starting at 32 with 180 horse or whatever they come with base that's like not even comparable with the and i said to the guy i said you get the brp link like and all that adaptability like that's worth 10 15 grand on its own it's amazing yeah yeah but uh hey we got something here we got a dustin ingram i don't have my cash register effect so (laughs) yes thanks rich I can't wait to see the number one snowmobile picks this season. Hashtag. I don't know. I can't read that. My eyes are blurry. (laughs) (laughs) XCR Polaris, he says. There we go. Let's just hope we get to see them before the end of winter. (laughs) That's right. Well, thank thank you so much, Dustin. That's awesome. I'm going to put John Luke up big again because he's. I think he's back with some news. Okay. So, yes. Before you do that, before you do this. Because yeah. we're gonna get lambasted, John Luke and I just wanted to say that somewhere in in Saskatchewan right now, there's a, a yeah. eight or nine hobos walking around with Blair Morgan T-shirts on. So, <laughs> oh, did the box get lost? I think the FedEx oh, yeah. truck must have crashed. So yeah. we're taking care of it. We're just like I had one in the summertime say I never got it, so I actually printed him a one-off and sent it out to him, and then I just seen. Uh, last week, someone commented on the uh, on the chat saying they never got it, and then I, John Luke and I were talking and we're tracking, and we we don't know where they are. So we're going to make good on it. Just bear with us, everybody. We still got your names, addresses, sizes, and all that stuff. So, right but uh, we're going to be on the Nerona time, though. It's going to be like uh, you know a couple of weeks, but we'll make sure it's uh, it's taken <laughs> care of. Without further ado, then then we can go into this. <laughs> okay. Oh, I love so, it. Yeah, just actually a quick, quick note on on the t-shirts. So after the show, we we uh, we prepared all of the t-shirts. Uh, we sent everything out, and we, we we didn't hear back. But I'll tell you though, in that same month or so, a ton a ton of our packages, our link system gas caddies, got stolen actually. And so we we believe it was part of that. So this was much much greater than just the t-shirts. Uh, we had a lot of stuff stolen out of Pure Later, FedEx, and all that stuff. There's quite a bit of. Uh, of, of loss, unfortunately. I, I but, do have gas caddies for sale if anybody's looking. <laughs> and you'll throw in a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just okay, kidding. without further ado, uh, number one, I, I want to thank uh, Corey Brock, who's helped me a great deal with this, but 
um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you might have seen some posts on our Instagram and Facebook um, because we uh, launched uh, this thing here. And That's it's, awesome. uh, yeah, it's so this is a special, special, special local maple syrup here. So today, tonight, we're going to give five of those bottles. Um, and I'll leave you, Gary, to uh, to gather the information and we'll, we'll send them out. But um, so we, we posted that and I will tell you, we <laughs> we didn't expect this, but we had dealers calling us. Where in the book? What's the part number? My girlfriend works at a dealer. What's the part number? Yeah. It, it was crazy. But um, but this, this is our own brew, so to speak. And um, um, so we'll, we'll award five tonight. Um, they're awesome. And um, don't forget uh, to say who did the label design. Don't the label design. Well, I'm, I'm about to get there, Gary. But thank you for, <laughs> for, um, for creating that. It looks really good, and it, frankly, it looks like like XPS stuff. It really, really does. Yeah, that's unreal. right. So, um, that is sure, push it. Yeah. The biggest thing I'm proud of that my design is you got to hold it up close so you can see a little inset pictures. Do you yeah, have a can of oil awesome. there? The, yeah, so the can pancakes. of oil has the can of oil has uh, yes. has like a sea dew and a and a sled and all the BRP yeah. products. And then That's they awesome. highlight snowmobile and gray. So I've got like, I've got like the waffles, the pancakes and popcorn. And, and I, I highlighted the pancakes in gray. It, that's that's awesome. the best part. It's, it's genius, and it's yeah, XPS maple syrup. So, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to so, run that in the 850 this winter. I'm telling you, it's yeah. probably going to get. Is, is that yeah, a wise we idea? People, we have people show up. People call uh, the folks from BRP. Now I got to ship some cases, I and mean, it, it became so popular. Really? I called Corey. I said, Corey, you got to hook me up with some more maple syrup in a hurry. Um, so he came through uh, real good, and, and uh, so anyway. We got maple syrup being distributed. Uh, it is not for sale. If you, in case people ask, we are will be given a bottle to each of the sled we'll be delivering this year. That's awesome. And um, so with every sled, uh, it's just a token of appreciation. We know everyone, everyone's been uh, waiting a, a long time for this, and they may be waiting a little bit longer, but every sled will get a special gift. Yeah. That's awesome. That's hey, Gary, you, can, you can carry you can carry it where the dash is missing. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Yeah. No. no. Hey, hey, Gary, can I, hey, if can you I can't laugh, hey, well, come on. <laughs> can I can I say something? Yeah. Um, I you know one of the things I love as a passion of mine, never went to school with it, is marketing, and and not necessarily marketing from seeing how you can sell stuff. That's not what interests me. Is actually the energy behind ideas, and I just want to say the idea that you've done on the is on. Believable, and it, you know you can tell. I've seen it a lot. Um, you know, it, it, a lot of reps will go down and they'll have toques and they'll hand them out to the certain people at stores. And before not, before long, everybody in the store wants one of these hats, right? Because it's kind of spe it's special, and you can't just buy it. You can't just get it. And what you've done, I mean, can you imagine being a customer and getting that, right? And they'll it, people. This is what we're talking about when we talk about industry. Uh, helping and and making things happen. It's not the big things that people think. It's the small things that come with a big heart behind it that make the huge difference. And I know for a fact, like I, if if Skidoo did that to you know, we've done tons of cool things, right? We've given away, and lots of times I tell them, I'm like, if you're going to give something away, make sure it can be usable, right? Because people will sometimes mm -hmm. if you can't use it, then they get mad that you spent money on it, right? 
And yeah. I want to say that product, like a product like maple syrup, like who would not use that, right? Whether you have it on right. ice cream or pancakes or whatever it is. And then, you know, the, like you say, getting into the details and looking at, 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 um, at, you know, a lot of people will just go, oh, it's maple syrup. But if you look at it and the way it's presented, like, and you know, the XPS oil and how yeah. it comes with, you know, the boat engine and the, the whatever, yeah. it, it, it's such a cool thing. So I, you know, I, I applaud you for, you know, and, and this is the magic of, of BRP is, and I always say this, we need to work closer with dealers and people so that we get, because everybody, everybody has one good idea, oh, yeah. else has it, but everybody has a good idea. And this is one right here that, that is a kind of a, like a knockout of the park. And uh, like, um, you know, if anybody's angry that they got maple syrup, maybe you could send me their bottle. Well, 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 they, po they posted it. it. You just said, uh, Dave. I, I think I'll, I'll probably ship you a, a bottle. Unfortunately for you, Rich, I can't. You got the wrong hat tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, what are you talking about? Well, I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> I'm gonna be when when Rich comes over to the cabin next. I'm gonna come out with my little maple syrup and. <laughs> yeah. well, 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 thank I you. I, remember, um, because I don't like to order the one liter bottles. I I always go for the uh, two and a half gallon jug. Which is, yeah, uh, yes. Just, just remember that when you're filling the maple syrup. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Well, when they posted it, it was about two weeks ago, guys. It, it Instagram blew up. It was amazing. It I, did. I was it did. messaging with Gary. I'm like, that was brilliant. That was awesome. That's a good, good job. Yeah. yeah. yeah, thank yeah you. Well, I, got, I, had, I had a lot of help from Corey and from Gary as well. So uh, it, all, it all came about real, real good. And yeah, awesome. so uh, we're, we're, we're still fielding some calls and parts. Um, for, for the for the part numbers, it's kind of funny, but anyway. It's been good. But you know what? That that's why John Luke is the number one BRP dealer in the world yeah, <laughs> tonight. Here, it's no, true. No, it's true, lot, man. It's, uh, it's it's a lot of bigger it's, dealers. It's a customer experience. That's what it's all about, and it's probably letting the cat out of the bag. But I guess it's uh, it got everybody's attention, so it was kind of cool to be part of that. So. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. But yeah. Thanks, um, actually, there was a good question here. Um, yeah. Troy Park said it's a great personal touch to get to the customer dealer relationship. Somebody asked if the warranty will cover the e-tech if a guy runs it on maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Troy no. Park asked, Parks asked that. <laughs> I'll tell you, the guys in oil engineering, they'll, they'll, they'll have a tough time figuring. They can figure out any oil that's been run through a machine. Mostly yeah. on color, but just from um, the schematics of what they've tested, and they test every oil. Uh, so that would be a cool curveball to watch that come right. up on the screen. I wonder it's if it'd just be a big happy guy eating pancakes, and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Oh, well, that's cool. So, yeah, well, that's great. It's uh, it's awesome to uh, to to be part of that, and it's good. So I don't know how we're even going to give them away. So that's something that. Uh, that, that's up to you. You know what? I've done my part. It's up to you now. <laughs> we'll have to yeah, get up that I, little wheel. <clears throat> I know. I can get it up, but I mean, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, <laughs> I can bring up the. I can bring up the wheel, but do you have an idea of like there's there's 59 people in the chat right now? Um, should I just throw in? Do you want to confirm that, Rich? Like, dude, should I yeah, throw in? Fine. Like, are are you ready to do it now? And we'll just do five, and I'll just do some random numbers on it. Yeah, that sounds good. I, I don't know. Let's do, let's try. You're not going to please story. everybody, bud. So we can we'll do the best we yeah. can here. Oh, I know. I remember what happened last time. That's remember? why I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of He's nervous. About, nervous. I'm nervous about doing giveaways, man. Like you yeah. know. So 
What do we yeah. got? 59 is the top. Where's the number here? You, can you see it on? I can't see it on my screen. I can. It, it is. It is. Uh, hold on. It's asked me to add. An, it's, yeah, it's 59 on the on the screen. Um, where is it there? <laughs> see if I can find it here. I'm going to have to find another one. That one's not working. That's all right. So, John, Luke, is there any any um, particular model that'll be coming in first? That's kind of a you know like standard. I mean, is that can you even tell about that right now, or is it still way yeah. too early? In in terms of sleds, right now for us, um, yeah, we 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 already have sixty nine on ground, um, oh, but but not not all are ready to be delivered. Right. Uh, so, but I'd say so. We we got some back countries that are uh, completed. Which I know they, they came with no issue. We have some MXZs, TNTs, um, some Renegades that, that came about. Uh, there, there no issues. Um, a couple of XRSs. No, Corey Brock, your XRS is not one of them. Um, <laughs> That's going to be the part and, sled, right? You using that for the part sled this year? <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, a couple well, I, of. I like, thought I was. I thought I was riding on the back of Corey's. That was. That was the deal. <laughs> Wasn't oh, it? That, we'll install a second seat, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, but we, we've got an array of, of – uh, and then I think this week – no, not, not this week. Last week we began receiving some of the parts. So some parts are shipping in October. Right. Some parts will be um, uh, early November. But, um, you know, I'll tell you one thing. Again, BRP does an outstanding job at communicating and, and keeping the dealers uh, up to date with how we can – better educate the consumers so we're we've got the information uh we've got to understand it we've got the list of the, the vehicles we've sold which one's affected and right now certainly at my store i would believe it's the same thing for every store working taking the time to call those customers when we have visibility mm -hmm. and i think that that's that's critical right now is until we don't have full visibility we, we don't want to make that call too too early yeah uh, we'd rather uh over promise um under promise over deliver uh, surprise and delight type of thing. So, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know, th th there's no doubt there'll be some units that will arrive uh, a little bit later than expected. Mm -hmm. But then again, you know, do we are we really riding in November, or December? No. no. Do we like to no. have it in our garage? This, yeah, this, we this, do. We, this is the but, thing, John Luke. We literally have three more months. Seriously, because we're at the beginning of October, November, December. Yeah. The trails don't open up uh, up north in Ontario until January, anyway. So we've got three months, right? I think it's just, you know, that, that old saying, first world problems. We're all so used to getting our sleds in September and October and sitting on them, staring at them. But I mean, really, you know, as long as you get it before the sea or when the season starts, that's all that really yeah. matters. So, yeah. And you know, we, we've, we've lived it through the CDU and ATV is continuing side by side, same thing. There's been some parts, you know, as long as we can get people riding, um, mm -hmm. what we tell them is, hey, your, your machine's ready. Yeah, we don't have the roof for, for your side by side, or we may not have this and that. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's not what we want, but at least we can get you riding. Uh, we'll bring you back to install, but at least go out and enjoy it. Yeah. And if anyone gets really angry, you just throw throw a bottle of maple syrup at them. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe not throw it, but uh, uh, no, for sure. But And then the, the, the consumers, you know, if if they feel, say, that the, the, there's a sled coming out too, too late for them based on, on, on the matrix we have, 
mm-hmm. they'll have a choice if they want to defer to a 2023. That'll be an option BRP will allow them to, to have. So, you know, I think they've, they've got a lot of solutions. They're a company that's all about innovations, um, ingenuity, and and uh, they're really trying as best they can, given the circumstances, to be as uh, consumer friendly as possible. It, it's not easy. It's not no. easy with their no, for sure. And it's a little bit tighter stringent if you think about it. It's the one sport that really is totally reliant on the weather, if you think about it, right? Like summertime, yeah. you have a dirt bike or a motorcycle, you're okay if it rains a couple of days, it doesn't prevent you from going out. But unfortunately, with snowmobiling, you need, you know, you got cold weather, the snow, and the trails to set up, and then it's limited time. So it is a bit of a difficult difficult uh, sport yeah. to, to, to wait on and when you're... Yeah you know, buying that. But like I said, everybody's experiencing it. All the manufacturers experience it. It's not just one or the other. So. Yeah. And I think to compound the matter, what's happened last year, and we talked about this towards the, some of the last episode, uh, when we were doing the spring orders, if you recall, I was telling you like, Oh my God, like, you know, things are on fire and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, every manufacturer, uh, experienced, I think a a huge growth because people have been at home, they're looking for things to do. I mean, for us here in Oakville, we probably, I'd say about, we have about 40% of people on the skidoo segment on snow that are new to the sport. It's huge for our sport. It's fantastic. It's great. That's awesome. But that's pushed a lot of production um, and and literally sucked up all the parts and and just the complexity of assembling a a unit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it surprised every manufacturer. I don't think there's a manufacturer that that, that was underwhelmed. With uh, with the number of orders that they got, I think they're on, on the contrary, they were much more overwhelmed, and uh, now they had a puzzle to, to to try to fix. Good news is they they began fixing that puzzle, you know, months ago. Um, it's why uh, you know the, uh, the the spring orders ended early, and and uh, they got to work very very quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, it's for sure, and it, it's a good thing to be in, right? If you think about it as as a business unfortunately due to the the global circumstances but it is awesome to see so many new people getting into the sport which is awesome i think it's going to be great for the sport yeah i mean i i think the, there's a huge um a huge aspect about uh, the you know education we do we will need to educate people there's a lot of people come in here and they say hey my friend i have, I have a bunch of friends who ride xrs's uh 850 or and so on and, and so we asked them you know have you ever been on on, on the trails before no i've never owned a snowmobile mm-hmm Okay, maybe uh, 850 may not be exact, or, you know, they want a turbo, or they want to, you know, they're here in Ontario, they want a 165, the longest, biggest, the turbo is not for you. It's not for us. Let's crawl before we learn to walk and run, right? Right. So so this huge aspect of education, um, and I think certainly here in Ontario, the OFSC, um, you know, is offering a lot of courses, and and we try to push people towards that. It was the same thing in CDU, same thing on ATVing. Um, Really, you know, those new entrants really need to get educated and, and learn about those products because they are very, very much powerful. So. Yeah, that's good. Now, Dave, can you say you've seen a huge growth out west too as well? I imagine it's been everywhere. It's not just, you know, the flatlanders for snowmobiling, right? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in every aspect from sled skiing, snowboarding, to sledding, um, it's off the charts. You know, it started last year, um, even the year before. More people are... Um, switching over if they toured or skied before. It's harder to get on the mountain. Mountain's busier than ever. Um, And people are shifting and using sleds to access. And then that turns them on to sledding. And then they get back there and go, wow, this has been going on for how long? And, um, you know, I will add on to the, you know, a a couple of years ago, I was in 
Austria at the Rotex plant. And, you know, I got to meet and one of the guys there became a really good friend of mine. Um, and he manages all the parts for the engines. Okay. So this guy, <clears throat> he does, he has, and his team organizes putting together the engine. So you can only imagine, and I know Jean-Luc uh, tapped on this is like the parts of each engine have to either be made they have machines that they have to make to make them mm -hmm. and they all have to come together at the right time so that all the parts arrive for assembly on the assembly line. Right. And when you watch that happen in the orchestra that they have over there, and then what they, they have the same thing in Valcor where they build the snowmobiles. It's unbelievable that they can even do it year to year, let alone in a time of what's going on right now where, um, parts are just really hard to get to. And, you know, if you've watched any of my videos, it's really, and I've always been this, this guy is get into your dealer. <clears throat> when you order your sled, get one of those catalogs and itemize all the lists that you want right now and give mm -hmm. it to your local dealer so they can organize because you have to understand also as a local dealer, they're buying millions of dollars of, of sleds, sea dues, ATVs, even if it's winter, that's when they're thinking about summer. Right. So when, when they have to order and then pay for this <clears throat> stuff, it makes it really challenging for them. So the best thing you can do as a consumer is give them your list of what you want, because now instead of ordering 20, they might go, look, this is going to be everybody wants this. We're going to order 80 because right. they don't want 50 sitting on the shelves. That takes away from capital that they can use to have other stuff. It also takes away from space that they to and money to buy other stuff that people really do want. So I've always been a big proponent. I've done that from years um, for in, in anything that I purchase is, is I go, I go in there as early as I can and I make it known. And if you can save the dealer, you know, people always want a deal, right? They always want to, uh, you know, yeah. they want this and that, but I'll tell you how you get a deal. The, the best way is you make it easier for the, for the dealer and their dealership. So yeah. if you're a consumer that goes in and they know that you're going to buy this and have this and that, that, then they can help you with some of the parts and accessories. And, and, and they're willing to do that because you're helping them. But if you come in at last minute on a, you know, I need this, this, and this in a shop, you know, right now, seriously, if they're out of it, deals don't happen because you either buy it or the next person will. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting to see because KTM was like this for a long time. Remember, if you wanted a 300 XC or XCW, uh, you know, two-stroke dirt bike from KTM, it's like if you saw one on the showroom, you bought it right there because there were yep. four guys probably driving from wherever to get that. And this is what is happening in with Sea-Doo and Can-Am and not be, oh, one, because the product's awesome, but two is just that so many people have discovered what we have known for a long time of how amazing this sport is, how you can do it in so many different ways. And above all the fun that you have that you just can't, you cannot get any other way. I mean, I've skied all my life and I go to Whistler, one of the best mountains in the world. But, but a day, half a day out on a sled is better than a whole season skiing on Whistler. It, it just is. And yeah, and yeah. From, from the ambience of where you are to who you're with to when you look around at the silence around you, right, and what you see. And I, I'm sure it doesn't matter if you're ripping trails at, at 100 miles an hour and stopping at, you know, restaurants along the way and camping overnight and doing super cool stuff there, or you're going only 50 kilometers and you're up in the mountains stuck upside down. There, <laughs> exact same experience they are truly yeah. what, what drives us and at the end of the day when you're sitting in the bar with your friends 
I can't wait to do that tomorrow, right? And that and that's what we're talking about here. So the sport is only ever going to go up. I think it's great that we have people that are doing more videos. You know, uh, certainly for me, what my what I love, my passion in life is helping people, and and helping them have fun. So right now, what we need is we need a lot of videos that help people, right? Instead of laughing at them and then like, look at this, they don't know how to do this, and they you have to help them because. It's make or break. If they don't like it or they have a hard time, they leave and they go do something else. Yeah. And people, that's what they do, might be not in favor of snowmobiling. So we lose, can lose twice. We yep. want to keep the people in our sport and keep doing it because the bigger our sport is, yes, we're going to have to share a little bit more, but there will always be spots you can get away. That's not a big deal. But the more people we have, the more people we have for all those trails, for all those mountain areas not to be closed. And I think that's the biggest, biggest thing that we all need to be conscious of. Um, you know, sledders get cast a little bit of a bad name and I, I have no idea why, cause I do a ton of different sports, motorized and non-motorized and they're all the same as far as an output of a footprint. For sure. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, coming back to your, your, your point on, on, you know, not wanting to scare people out of the sport and John Luke, you know, mentioning, some guy coming in new, Hey, my buddy's got an 850, you know, I want that. And him, you know, educating them like, Hey, let's, let's start you on something that's a little more manageable. So you don't go wrap yourself around a tree. Not saying you can't do that on a smaller CC snowmobile as well, but a little bit more manageable. Right. So it, it is, those are good points. So. <clears throat> yeah. You know, it's, it's also important that as they've said, I, I, I we always encourage people because we, we get calls from all over and especially this year because of the shortage of sleds and it's happening right now on new sleds or any sleds we're getting calls from, all across Canada, some in the U.S. saying, "What do you have in stock? What can I get my hands on right now?" Um, but tr try to encourage your local dealer as best as you can, because to, to, to Dave's point, we're we're all in this together, but we have to be able to survive, so we can serve customers. So we do have to to sell. Um, uh, we we have, we have a job to do lo locally if we want to, you know, keep keep the lights on as best as as possible. But you're right, uh, coming in and having your list. Um, you know, uh, parts you want to order early makes our lives much easier as opposed to waiting the week before you pick it up to have this laundry list of things you want. And now we have to start ordering it, trading it from other dealers. It's complex. Um, it helps a lot for sure. Yeah, no, that's true. Good point on yeah. that too. Cause I, I ordered the skis that I want, the, the gripper skis, they were on backwater all last year. So I ordered them in the spring and they just yeah. came into stock and they're at my dealer now. So I'll go pick them up. So that, that's a good point. You know, go through the catalog and order it as soon as you can, right? So, one thing. Yeah, hey, speaking of, just just hold on into thought there. Yep. Just yep. before you speaking of buying parts, we got some house cleaning to do here. Okay. Uh, Matthew Nicholson, give me the cash right. register, Rich. Cha Ching. Two seventy nine <laughs> from Matthew Nicholson. Nice. That bought me a beer actually, so that's good. And then we got one more here. It's Corey Brock, of Where course. Thirteen ninety nine. Nice. That's, a mountain that's almost a mountain. That's <laughs> he says, "Great to be back and get ramped up for winter." Cheers. That's awesome. And uh, Corey, I, I don't know if I told you, but uh, my beer connections come through, so there'll be a surprise next week. Nice. So, there you go. But um, no, that's great. Anyway, as you were, uh, Dave Nerona, this is whose show is this anyway? Well, sorry, I, I just wanted to add, and one of the things that's happened in the bike industry that you got to be, we also have to be very careful of is if you go into a bike shop right now and look for, say, a Shimano 12 speed chain, you cannot get one. You cannot get yeah. one. And one of the reasons is somebody has gone in there and bought six chains. Right. Yeah, right. In there at garage. So, 
be, you know, think about what you're going to, what I always tell people is think of what you're going to use for the season, be realistic. And if you, you know, if you need an extra pair of goggles, obviously buy an extra pair of goggles, but this is not the time to buy 10 pairs of goggles because you're outing someone who needs, might need goggles in the season. And especially when we're talking about parts that, that are replaceable that we fix. And man, uh, there are people I know in Squamish that have, uh, you know, probably bought six chains, right? And it's like they're sitting in their garage and there's people yeah. who break chains and can't get one right now. And yeah. so we need, you know, we can do better than that. Again, it's first world problems. It's not act like we're, uh, you know, we're, we're too, uh, we're snotty nosed little kindergarten kids here. We, we, we should, uh, there, there is a little bit of our part that we have to do too is, is, is being aware of what we're, you know, if you can help people out, if people need parts and you have some parts in your, Hey, just sell them at the same price if you you got it or return it to your dealer let them sell it whatever we can all take care of each other this is how we get through it because i'll tell you it, it is a ripple effect we haven't felt that the we haven't turned the corner yet i guarantee you that right because this is the backlog that <clears throat> the beginning you know like yeah. I said, we had stuff on show it's not to scare people it's just to remind them I, you know i'm in the bike industry in the summertime for sure for riding Two of my bikes that were supposed to show up in in uh, May and June did not. They just showed up three weeks ago. So I yep. had to buy a you know a new bike, but it was uh, I, it's not the way I normally do it. And I you know I it was it's like it, you realize okay this is a difficult time in the in in the industry. This is how it's going to work. And I kept doing my job and helping doing this, and it will all get through it. it. It's it's pretty easy. We have it actually really easy. It's just we just have to be a, a more understanding at your dealership, talking to people. And I, I agree, I concur with what I've seen BRP do in the 11 years I've been with them is always top notch. It may not be what everybody wants, this immediate justification, and everybody's going to be different. And and the way they're handling it is going to be that. And, and I think everybody at the end of the day will be happy. And there will be some people who will get their sleds later than they anticipated. And what I say to that is I'm not saying, we. I wish that, don't wish that on anybody, but you have to really think, hard is that do you want it because who knows what's going to happen next year yep. how hard That's... it's going to get stuff so as i said i got my bikes now and it's the, it's the fall and raining and i'm i'm on my new bikes going this is the best and i don't care come spring i'm not waiting for a new bike i've got my bikes all set up and as soon as the riding starts it's go time baby so yep. guarantee it might suck for some people right now when their new sled shows up, when it does, then they get to relive that excitement that everybody might have felt three weeks or a month before. Now they're in the spotlight. I got my new ride. It adds the flavor and it keeps the energy high throughout the season, which I think is a, is a good thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah I think we'll, we'll, all those things are really important at this time because, and it's, you know, my sled might be late too. Everybody thinks that, hey, mine's on a special uh, shipment that comes out and whatever. And uh, I'd like to say that they're, they, they'd be right. No, but they're not. <laughs> with everybody else's. And hey, last year, uh, and many people don't know this, is, you know, I rode my two th- 20, 20 and a half because I felt I could go with one new sled and reuse my 20, 20 and a half. And it would save... Uh, they could save a cut. Another customer could get a turbo and BRP was at first like, well, this is amazing. We should, this is something we're going to look into because also use sleds, uh, our sleds, because we put lots of kilometers need a certain amount of money put into it um, to, you know, just to look after it. And so is it worth it? And, and we did that. And, you know, I think consumers, you know, at first they're wondering why, and 
you know, we do, everybody in BRP is always w- working to make other people's experience better. It's not, it's not about, hey, we can get this and do this. And that's how you, you know, one of the reasons I think I work well with BRP and everybody in them, because I work on touch on a lot of different um, places within BRP is because that's how I work. I, I'm not for a free ride. Never have been. Yeah. And what, you know, sponsorship has been my job since I've been 18 years old. Um, and so I've been doing it a long time and it, and it's, it's never been, what can you give me? It's always, if I can't, if I can't earn you money, I don't want you to help me. I do mm-hmm. not want you to help me. And uh, I've had lots of friendship sponsors that turned to friendship and they were like, we don't want to let you go. But, and I said, Hey, if I'm not helping you or time has shifted to do something else, it's yeah. that, that, that's extremely what you want. And this is, this is an industry that, uh, we're setting, you know, we're doing different things and trying different things and. And this is all, um, you know, so we can help other riders get out there and have have more fun. And the way I looked at it is I was getting a free ride and I was like, you know what? I kind of like my 2020 and a half. It's got the limiter just strap that I'd have to put on the free ride and and all these things that and it's already set up and I love it. And it's ready to go. And um, I wrapped it so it was new yeah. and put on a few new things. And um, yeah, hey, man, I made it through the season with that. Yeah, old and that's good. That's good. We need more people like that, Dave. And that's what's going to help everyone get through this right now, right? Is is everyone thinking like yeah. that instead of thinking of me, 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 right? Think of the big picture, right? Yeah. And so, it's and you, you know yeah, Richie, you know what? I mean, uh, just to back, back to what uh, Dave was saying, uh, there, there's a lot, uh, there, it's not, not really a secret, but there's a lot of executives, all the staff at BRP have the opportunity to take a unit of some sort, CDU, CDU switch, whatever it may be, and then sleds. But in so many instances, when we got into a, a pickle with, I don't know, a sled was going to arrive late or a unit was going to arrive late, they're the first one to put their hand up and say, I'll, I'll give up my unit. If you, you know, if that means satisfying a customer, they can't always do it. But oftentimes, I'll tell you, we were able to satisfy someone because we scored a unit uh, to help a customer because their unit was down or for whatever reason, something malfunctioned, they replaced it quickly. They're really outstanding that way for sure. Yeah, that's good. That is good. And I think you guys touching back on the, you know, the chipset being the the big shortage around the world globally. What I'm hearing is happening next is going to be rubber. Apparently rubber is the next massive, massive shortfall right now. And it's going to affect everything. So like you said, I think this is just the second part of the wave coming through. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. If you can find something that you like, get by it. Don't worry about, you know, yeah. you know in some way I like the Tesla model. You know, Tesla doesn't make years of cars. They make models of cars. Yeah. So when you yeah. buy a car, it doesn't matter when you get it. And this is, you know, it, it, I, I'm not saying we shouldn't have years because it's kind of fun. And, and our industry in the automotive or motorized is is kind of like the last holdout of people get excited about the new releases, their secret, all that. I love that stuff. But at the same time, you know, really, if you had a, the turbo and it was the same as the one last year is it really going to make a difference and and this whole thing of like we you know that you have to have it at this time because like you said some people aren't riding until you know and how the sleds are delivered are the people that ride first usually generally those dealers get the majority of the sleds uh and then they and then they come east as the snow gets it gets colder and more snow and the riding opens up and they there's an art to it and it you know like anything in the world it changes rapidly and i think brp for how how huge they are uh, they move like, man, they move quicker than a, a, a fox, just like they can just on a dime move. And, and you know, they've had to learn. They're learning how to build machines in a different way for 
things that might not become available. And, yeah. uh, you know, would you rather your sled be sitting in Quebec in a crate waiting for a part? No, we're shipping them to dealers so that dealers can have them. And then when the part comes the dealer will install a part and it's already here. It, it shipped during the good weather. So, you know, it's not going to be slowed down because of snow on the road. It's going to be there ready to go and everything else is already, they just got to put that in detail, finish it up. And it's, it's so they're already have moved further in ahead than um, you could ever imagine. Right. It, it's a, it, I would hate to, you know, the person who has that job, it's a very difficult job. And I, I think they've, they've always done a really good, um, a really good uh, job of it. Yeah. I think all the, all the manufacturers are like globally around, like whether it's vehicles, you know, recreational products, building something on a line that you're used to building, you know, and it goes down in sequence and putting parts on and pulling it off with parts missing and then putting them off in the lot and then bringing them back. Like that takes a lot of ingenuity and also time. Right. So you got to yeah, take your hats off to the, to the manufacturers for, for trying to get through this. Right. Yeah. But you know what, Rich, I mean, the, the, part of the challenge that I think we, we kind of face is, is, is in trying to get so efficient at building stuff. Um, uh, if, if I think right now, my, my, my days back when I was at the corporate office for in Nissan Infinity, you know, everything, all the parts were just in time. So in order to save space, in order to right. save all the things, the part arrived an hour later, it was assembled on, on a vehicle. Same thing for, for BRP and all these other manufacturers. But now that there's a shortage, you know, yeah. it just, it, it, it just, it, it just basically shows you just how fragile the, uh, the just in time economy was yep. in the system. So when you have like a ship like the, that, that, that gets caught in the Suarez canal, uh, or a chip shortage, it stops everything else in its path. Yep. Um, you know, you talked about rubber, it'll be a, a challenge for sure. Uh, mm -hmm. oil will become a problem with the, uh, the, the hurricane, uh, Ida. Um, yeah. those are all things. And it's just, it's not affecting XPS oil. It's affecting Yamalu, uh, Petro Canada oil, SO oil, Castro, everyone. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. It is true. And you know, we, again, we love our sports. We love our recreation, but you know, at the end of the day, we really got to see what's important in the world and, and be thankful for what we all have. And, you know, yeah. like you said, if my snowmobile comes in, in December and January, so be it. Like, you know, and I know a lot of people are used to you're used still getting a sled, right? That, that's exactly it. Be grateful for what you're getting. Right. And, and yeah. anyways, that's just the way I look at things. So, you know, you read on the internet, what's happening here with this, this, and that. And, you know, people are like, I got my sled last September, last October. Well, that's good, but things have changed. So we just got to bear with it. So yeah, I'm really Indiana, surprised. You know, I'm, I'm really surprised at the people that don't have a clue what's going on. Right. You know, like, like it's like, do you not open a book or turn on the news or, or mm -hmm. read a magazine or, and not just a snowmobile world. I'm talking about the whole, the whole yeah. world in general. It's, it's, it's time to be awake and, and learn about what's happening in the environment around you because you don't want to be that guy that wakes up one morning and goes, where did everybody go? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Our eyes are closed. Yeah. They all got on the, they got on the rocket to Elon Musk rocket to Mars. We're talking about passion too, right? So as yeah. uh, JF, uh, one of the engineers said to me once when I was sort of on him about, you know, people, what they're saying online, he says, you know, Dave, this is our job. This is our passion without those people who really do care and get upset um, it wouldn't be the sport that it is. Now, I, I totally am understanding, you know, what you have to do, what we have to recognize is 
those are going to be small numbers. The majority of people are going to have their sleds on time. Um, it might not be right now. It might be a month from now. What we're, none of us are riding anyway. Um, and, and the number one thing to I want to reiterate here is if you have any concerns, don't go to uh, forums to find out where your snowmobile is. You know, Jean-Luc, this, you got to phone your dealer because they'll tell you exactly what they know. And if they don't know, if it hasn't come up through the system yet, they'll tell you that. And um, everybody's different. It's from, you know, when you ordered, did they, did that shop squeeze you in at the last minute? Cause they thought they'd have extra units. Like we did think we'd have. And then all of a sudden we don't um, yeah. all those things come into play. So it's, it, we don't randomly pick people that we don't like and say, you're not getting a snowmobile till February. Um, <laughs> It, it, it really, and sorry, I say we, uh, you know, uh, BRP is so uh, such a family thing. I always say it, it's like, uh, like I own the company. Uh, don't tell anybody, but my dad does. That's how I have my job. But um, <laughs> so the, uh, but, but what I, what I mean by that is um, the best place to get up-to-date information on your personal machine is through your local dealer. And yeah, they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll be more than happy to sit down and and um, and make the decisions that you want to make happen. I mean, that's what they're mm -hmm. there for, and and they yeah. do so well. And and um, you know, you might not always like. As I always say, when sometimes when I come out with news, I said you can hate the messenger, but that's fine. But I'm just the messenger. I I try to put stuff out there that actually is factual and will help people. And mm -hmm. uh, that's always not you know it's not the most popular um, thing to have to say it. And yeah. that's got to do sometimes in your line of work and uh if i'm if i'm the uh the bullseye for the day or the week or the year uh so be it um yep. it's something i've chosen to do and and i'd rather get the information out than not so yeah you, you know at the same time right. though at the end of the day like the dealers are having to deal with the public and their customers which rightly so and all that but you know, and I just want to say to some people that they're, you don't really need to be calling your dealer right now. It's October. They're going to call mm -hmm. you when your sled comes in, like give them, they are swamped right now. They have, they're trying to summarize boats, sea dues, you know, changing over products, um, looking after, you know, service on, on older snowmobiles or sleds from last year and whatnot. Like I said, you know, I'll probably call my dealer December, end of December, January, if I don't see it, obviously, but I'm not going to start bothering them right now. Right. So, I mean, a, a little bit of common sense goes a long way, I think, but that's just me. But you know, I, I, th I think you're bang on rich and, and, you know, on behalf of all the dealers, I think we, we would all appreciate it. Listen, the, the BRP, you're right, Dave, is not picking Bob Smith and say, you know, Bob this year, you know what? He's been calling too often. We don't want to <laughs> satisfy him. It's not how this works at all. In fact, when you put in your certificate and when you put your spring order, it is in that order. And so then it goes into a much bigger matrix depending on what you've ordered and it, it'll fall into place in an appropriate amount of time, uh, given actually the complexity of, of the production. Um, but, uh, but there's not one dealer that doesn't want to make you happy. Um, and I'll, I'll just refer to this coming from the automotive industry and, and coming here to own a store. Now, the one big difference that people always ask me, you know, how different is it from the car business? Well, it's not, it's much the same, but it's very different at the same time. And the, the one big difference for me anyway, what I've experienced is, you know, when, when, when you got your uh, a client who's come time and time and time again, and now they're on their fifth minivan, when they come in for their lease of their fifth minivan, the, the lack of excitement is so, so clear. <laughs> they're not excited. It's not an exciting product, right? So, or, or when they leave the service with an $1,800 bill for the brake job, they're not excited. In our business, 
it's all about emotions and we yeah. we live thrills and, and chills and and people will leave my my service department on a friday with a two thousand dollar bill because we have to rebuild our machine completely but they're riding this weekend and they're happy <laughs> that's right? a good and point so it, it's the big difference so for us dealers uh you know we, we we aim to please we want you to have your machine we want you to have your parts but we we have to wait and it's not always the answer you want to hear for sure but we're doing our damn best my team i'll tell you in the summer because of the lateness of some cdus arriving we're here till 12 o'clock at night sometimes building these cdus so people can enjoy them on the weekend so we go the extra mile this is not only energy but every other dealership out there we're all in the same boat and we want to make everyone happy for sure yeah, that's a good point though, Jean-Luc. No, no one really cares when they leave their, their car dealership or truck getting brakes, but when I'm getting my snowmobile or motorcycle service, you're like, that's fine, man. I'm riding tomorrow. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah. You're you high-fiving the service guy. You're high-fiving them. Thanks. Yeah. 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 So uh, this was the longest uh, <laughs> prize draw generation ever. Right on. <laughs> anyway, we got we some house some cleaning to do too. Drum roll. We got some house cleaning to do too. Hang on. Sorry, I've been trying to pay attention to the chats here as well, but we're we got her. Some... Great, right on. Nice. Hit it. Cha-ching. Great. Brewster, I got your next nice. beer, Gary. Thank you. Five Beautiful. bucks. A five pounder. Thank you so much, Bruce. That's awesome. Really appreciate that. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, anyway, we, we had uh, 59. We're up to 72. So I nice. think what we're going to do, Rich, is I'm going to throw 72 in the generator, Sounds and we're good. just going to count down the list. Right. So if yep. it's like 12, we'll just count down from the top of the chat down. And, Sounds you know, good. and if it's, if it's a repeat, then, then we just, we'll skip it and go down awesome. the next guy. Right. Right. And if it's, if it's Jesse Buckman, we just totally skip it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I've got it at the top. I'm here. only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Jesse wins everything, doesn't he? Yeah. I mean, I mean, okay, so 74. 74. Not, not, no, it's not 74 yet. Here's the okay. 74 people. So first number is 35. 35. Holy crow. Want me to do them fast and then we can count them later? Yeah, why don't we do that? So 30, 35. Here, right? I'm down. Yep. 20 How many bottles are we giving away? Sorry, five, right? So five, yeah. We're giving five bottles. And just, okay. yeah, it's bottles we're giving away, we're not giving away sleds, okay? <laughs> yeah. Hey, where's 35, my sled? I got the bottle, but there's a sled coming later. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. And, and if Corey and I get drawn, then we'll move to the next one too. Yeah. We know we're getting them. All right. So right. we have 35. 21. Mm-hmm. 64. You're going to have to count far on that one, Rich. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. All good, man. You can start from 25. The top. 25, 25 is the next one. Okay. Yeah. Is one? that five? No, nope, that's four. 21. You got 35, 21, 64, 25. And 60. Oh, right on. All right. Fair so, as fair can be. Yep. So you don't you guys talk amongst that. yourselves. I'll figure this out. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to start fan photos. So you guys, you got a few minutes there. But uh, thank you so much, John Luke. That's awesome. And oh, thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for joining us on season two as well. Like becoming our key sponsor. We really appreciate that. And uh, we're looking forward to more stuff. When you get news, let us know and we'll feed it to the general public here. These are the only snowmobilers that matters, the ones that are online right now listening to this. Well, there'll be lots to talk about this year. We'll be trying uh, the new Mog Z. 
So that, that, that should be a lot of fun. So we'll have to Snow do a video on that. Yeah. 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 Snow yeah. yeah. That's I can't awesome. wait to I, I can't can't wait to hear that, that the, the sound of it. Uh, Dave, did you did you you get to touch it at all or? No, I uh, haven't. But I uh, it would be cool to see you uh, do launch control right out of that beautiful showroom. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to open both doors. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I if uh, if I can get on it like I did the links, I'll treat it just just as nicely as I did the links. I'll ride okay, it to manufacturer specifications. <laughs> yeah, cool. But uh, no, I was very, very fortunate to get on the links this spring, and and uh, that was a riot of a day. So when we get the mock out, though, let's spend some more time together with it. Yeah, so we, we have a few demos that will be uh, coming out. We got a uh, mock Z. We have uh, a links. We're gonna we're gonna continue with the the, the, the Rave. Apparently, it's not Rave. It's Rave. So yeah, it's Rave. Yeah, pronouncing it the way they want me to pronounce it. Uh, uh, we'll see. We we might put a boondocker on. I, I'm curious about that one. Um, but, I mean, it's not really for the trails that down here. It's much more for what Dave uh, uh, Dave would be doing. And then we got a, so a renegade as well that uh, we'll be putting on. So, yeah. Well, I'll take the boondocker out to see Dave. And we'll go to Grizzly Lodge and we'll just work up a game plan there. Right, Dave? Sounds good, buddy. That'd Dave is going to hold us. I, I have an idea, but anyway, I'll, I'll talk to you guys about that some other time. But Dave, uh, you're going to be hosting us at some point. I love, I love it. I'm all in. Yeah, yeah I'm all in. Sliding so. My my yeah. buddy Theo, my buddy Theo will <clears throat> be coming along too. Awesome. All right on. That's cool. So okay, so we did the maple syrup. Someone said bottles of what? It's maple syrup. Show that bottle again, John Luke. Hey, seriously. All right, I've got him, Gary. You, you got want to him? do him now or wait? Yeah, right, well, well, well. Hey? just hold on. I can't I can't figure it. There it is. Look at that. Nice. That is XPS. awesome. Okay. Yeah, okay. Great Rich, here, I'm gonna I'm gonna put Rich Big. Okay, go ahead. Drum okay, roll. first <laughs> one. <laughs> Jacob Gardner. Jumpman. Brad Jump Hitchcock. Man and ah, Troy guy. Parks. And last one, sometime is now. Right on. We love all those guys. We yeah, love everybody, but those are awesome. those are big players in this. Top shelf yeah. shelf shit jump man, Jay says. That's good. He's excited. <laughs> yeah. He'll send us fan photos out on his sled with his girlfriend <laughs> drinking that syrup up. Out of her belly button. <laughs> That's awesome, John Luke. Thanks, man. What a great giveaway for the first yeah, show. That's, That's awesome. Good. Thank you. It is. That's, Thanks, That's cool. So no, that's great. Sometimes is now is excited. Jumpman Jay says, "Yeah, buddy, that's cool. That's cool." Anyway, we're gonna uh, we're gonna go right to the uh, the super ch or the uh, the fan photo. So bear with me here. It's gonna take a bit. Fan Photos is brought to you by Fast Track Snowmobile Traction. So listen, don't forget, if you go to uh, fasttrack.co and you uh, you buy your traction products, your studs and backers there, add a toolkit into the uh, the shopping cart, and then in the coupon code, put in SNOW, S-N-O-W in caps, and uh, that toolkit is absolutely free of charge. Thank you from our friends at Fast Track 
Co. Nice. Isn't that cool? Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get more Another we'll get more sponsor. going with with them from as we go forward. But uh, yeah, hang on, I got to figure out how to. Oh, you're in my feature spot. I'll get this big here. Oh. See, Rich and I were talking about being so rusty today, and I've kind of kept <laughs> doing this all summer, and I'm still rusty. So yeah, no, you so did a good job with. there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. this is Neil Owen. He says, uh, "Nice." This is our 2019 tour. We started in Saint Raymond to Mont Valin down the east side of the Saginaw River and crossed by the ferry, the highlight of the trip, which there were many followed to the north shore of the St. Lawrence, where we stayed at the Fairmont Richelieu and then on to Quebec City. One of the more scenic trips I've ever done. This was done the last week of March and there was tons of snow. Am I saying that right? The Saginaw River and crossed by the ferry. Uh, what else he say? Oh, he repeated himself there. Oh, where we go here? Uh, yeah, so that's what he says there, and then uh, sent us a couple pictures there. So that's pretty cool. I thought there was more to that, but oh yeah, there's the map he did. Look at that purple route. But the uh, the scenery is the scenery is something else. Look at that. Wow, that's beautiful. Whoa. Yeah, you know it's one of those things, Dave. You can probably attest this being out in the mountains. The photo probably doesn't do it justice, right? But it's still beautiful. But wow. Uh, yeah, that I mean, if you know, you know, you like that. That's yeah. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it is nice. It's like it's like the Grand Canyon. You, you can't <laughs> you can't look at pictures of it. You yeah. know what I mean? It does just doesn't do it justice. But that looks like a topographical. You know, when you're in public school and they had the the globe with the 3D mountains. That's what that yeah. looks like there, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it almost looks and fake. It almost looks like a painting. You know what I mean? It, no, it totally wild. does. And yeah, the real picture cool. looks like that too. That's wild. So, yeah. So that's the. I I kind of got forward and I'm going backwards here now. And then uh, this is from Jacob Gardner, the Michigan Outlaws. Nice. And he says, uh, "Be on the lookout for this sled on the Michigan Outlaws this winter, the 2012 Renegade Backcountry 800 E Tech." with a 137-inch track. And he says, thanks for having us on last week. You talked me into the LEDs, so I'll be ordering and installing those soon. That's nice. awesome. So, that's no, that's nice great. That's it cool is. It, he actually rap, bought yeah. it that way. It, he, that they're wild. the outlaws, and he bought it that way. It just ended up being lucky that it's the, it's got the kind of the outlaw motif on it. That's cool. So what do you think of those back countries, Dave? Oh, well, I haven't ridden too many, but um, I've spent a little bit of time, mostly if I'm riding, I jump on somebody else's sled. I've spent a little bit of time on the backcountry. I mean, it, you know, it's hard to go anywhere from what I'm used to, um, unless I'm out east riding trails. Then, you know, I want to ride an XRS or Mach Z or something like that. But um, I'm, I, I, I like to, to ride the machine or the, like, the right machine for the right area. And, and, you know, one of the things I'll say with, with, uh, with skidoo slides now is you really have to be realistic of what you're going to ride. And, you know, uh, as Jean-Luc's pointed to, you know, sometimes you get people that are like, I want the 175 and they're out, you know, out uh, east and it's like, they're not going to see a mountain and it's not going to see any powder. And it's like, uh, I get it, but you're <laughs> probably going to be much better off on a sled that's, that's more tuned for your area and have more fun. And, it, it, you know, the lines are getting blurrier. It's harder to produce a sled that does everything. 
um, which is harder for the consumer because they really have to do their homework on how much off trail, how much on trail they're going to be doing. And, you know, I talk to people, tons of people, thousands of people every year at shows and stuff. And the people that come in and talk to me and like are realistic where they're going to, where they're riding and what they are. And they may even, they say to me, I wish I could do more of this, but realistically, and I said, you're going to buy the right sled for you if, if you're more realistic on the, on the outcome of where you ride. And, it, and, you know, for me, it's, it's mountain sleds. There's really nothing, there's nothing that replaces them in any shape, way or form. Um, yeah. We don't have very many trails and the trails that we do have are not groomed to perfection as they would be out east. They're, yeah. uh, you know, they're, they're just, they're just to ease the whoops to get, to get to the mountain for sure. And um, so I haven't spent uh, enough time on those and um, you know, hopefully in the future I'll get to do more riding out, out uh, East. And I like going out East and riding and experiencing something different. I've done a little bit of it. Um, and um, so I hope to do more in the future and then I'll have more, more to say on, on that. It's always hard sometimes at Hades, but we get tons of mountain riders there but i always you know if i get quizzed on something on the on the trail side i always pass them off we have such a great ambassador um, for every area exactly for every area and so many great people that we brought on that that are experts in that field and and um and that that's what's so great about having additions to our team for sure yeah john luke i gotta ask you have you had and you you maybe have because i've seen it on some some youtube videos have you had flatlanders order a mountain slide <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, so I'm going to tell you something crazy, but we, we have this year, I think we were, we're delivering three 165. Yeah. Uh, we, I don't know why, but we are. Um, and I think there's 175 and, and several 154s. Wow. And um, but a lot of these guys, what they tell us anyway, uh, is that they go way, way north um, uh, up in Ontario and Quebec, or okay. they do three trips a year to BC. Okay. Which is the only place where really they can really truly appreciate. I think that this machine, uh, I don't mind selling them. I, I love mm -hmm. the look of it, but it's yeah. always funny when you have that long sled in the showroom beside yeah. a you know um, an MXZ a yeah. and then the consumer says, "That's what I want. This is huge. I like. I love that." Well, no, it's not for you. Um, yeah. But you know, what? I mean, to to each his own. You just can't go by looks, and I think a lot of the new entrants. They yeah. go for the looks and the colors, you know. I mean, that's one thing. BRP, every manufacturer does a good job. Polaris as well, and and Articat, you know, they'll do some really cool colors. And sometimes people get blindsided by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's awesome because, like, like I said, there's there's a couple of videos I've watched on YouTube where, you know, this kid gets a mountain sled and he's going up in northern Muskoka, and it's like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? The guy's got a three inch paddle on the trail. Yeah. It's like, what are you yeah. doing? But hey, you know, what, what are you gonna do? So. I just wonder though, John Luke, if you did sell any, but, but I, like I, will, your I will say too that we get a lot of people, you know, the, the Tundra and the Expedition, some of the new technology on it is because of uh, trap liners and people were buying summits because they really liked the way it was maneuverable in the tight trees. Yeah, that's and, true. That's a good point. Uh, it, it wasn't ideally the perfect sled, but, it, but they would actually take a summit and then make it a little bit more trail oriented. Um, right. If, if, I guess makes sense and and so then that's that leads to innovation and new design in the tundra and expedition and why those machines now are even more capable because they they kind of have a, an easier easier time getting through some of that stuff so the consumer isn't generally isn't wrong by any means you know people buy what they want and you know it happens in the mountain bike where you know you, get, you go down to moab and people are buying free ride bikes from the shore back in the day because yeah. they the cool thing that was happening then it was filmed 
and and you do get some of that and i think that you know that's what dealing with a great dealer is that they they're not going to tell you not to do it but they're going to give you the ideas of what's going to be best for the area what are you going to do and ultimately the consumer if they want to buy one and like you say they go way up north they there's lots of people that buy a sled and they go out to bc or they're down in cook city um three times a year that's what they do and man can't knock them i think it's amazing that they buy these enclosed trailers these sleds and go out three times a year they have the time of their life some of them stay out for a week some of them just for the weekend and um I think it's it's rad. They can spend that their their hard earned money any way, shape, or form. And the fact that they're doing it snowmobiling like that is pretty cool, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, did you, Dave, did you get down to Hades or no? I did not. No, it yeah, was no. a little bit of a gamble uh, crossing the border and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So um, I, you know, we have so many amazing uh, ambassadors, and uh, they did an. Uh, I thought. They did an incredible job, especially for some of the new people that are on our um, team. Um, you know, being kind of thrown into the, the beehive that can be heydays, yeah. uh, it, it can be quite challenging. And I watched on social media. I was so impressed with with everybody. They did such a great job. I, you know, I missed the dunk tank, so that wasn't that wasn't too bad there. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah. I, and uh, so, but I, I think it was, you know, it was sad just to miss it uh again for me it's the community and hey days is where we knock it all off i think that's yeah. been the hardest thing um but uh you know through social media and youtube and all that sort of stuff we're able like shows like this you you, you can you can talk to people and get i get tons of um calls emails social media requests a day just talking stuff and that to me is is great it's not the same as a human connection um mm -hmm. like it is but uh that'll that'll happen again yeah. Well, I noticed uh, Muskoka Freerider, he was trying to get down, but he got turned away. He had, he had the papers from Skidoo saying, you know, technically, you know, being an ambassador, but he didn't get through. So, Jean-Luc, there's a question here for you, if you don't mind asking her this. Yeah. Uh, Jean-Luc, how many of your early orders converted from two-stroke to four-stroke? Would you happen to kind of have an idea on that, Jean-Luc? Uh, I'm not going to divulge the number, but actually okay. it is surprising yeah. how so many people actually, uh, I, I think particularly with the Mach Z, yeah. Uh, it, 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 we sold a ton of those. Nice. Um, so that, 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 that certainly was, uh, was one of the big ticket items for sure. But I mean, you know, I think the, the purest out, out east, um, uh, for Ontario trails still really like to stick with that 850, you know, the, the immediate power, the, the, mm -hmm. the sound of it, smell of it, and all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that are still attached to it, but quite a bit. Frankly, you know, the, over the last couple of years, we talked about it last year, the Renegade uh, Turbo, the 900 Ace Turbos um, and such and, and alike. Uh, I've seen uh, a, I've seen a lot of people move from the 850 over to, um, uh, to, 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 to those slides for comfort as well for just, you know, I mean, so some people feel it's not as immediate power, but, um, you know, when you're on a Renegade, a 900 Ace Turbo, it's a pretty comfortable ride, and it's a really darn good machine, frankly. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't have uh, I don't have an exact number for you, but I'll I'll tell you that uh, I think the Mog said probably surprised BRP, despite the premium price of, of that uh, sled, just how many people just uh, gravitated to it and uh, surprised them. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Yeah, they'll have to bring that back. I know it was a special edition, but it'd be nice to see it come back. 
I know it was a kind of a one-off stuff. I, I think no. it'll take some time. I think there'll yeah. be other models, perhaps, right? Yeah, in the past that may come back, but yeah, um, you know, there's one thing about BRP; they always have a trick up their sleeve. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's good. Good, very good. Yeah, see what Corey said. We got to do a uh, Mud Brats does hate haze 2023. That would be a good road trip. God, that'd be uh, good. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Open that's the good. borders. Right. That's all I can yeah. say. Yeah. So Jesse from Sled Attic sent me this. And who's that sexy guy he's with? Oh, hey, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh, he sent me like 30 pictures. So I, I picked the best ones out of them and feature them. And the, I figured Rich is in this one. So that's a good one to start with. So this is the Quebec trip, right, Rich? Yep. That, he didn't give yeah, me any notes on this. Yeah. This is where we he were sent. in Quebec. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah, a good nice, time. Nice looking machines. And this looks like a cold morning. Oh, that was cold. That was really, that was pretty cold. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is that, is that, that Quebec right? or? That's Quebec as well. Yep. Yep. That was our what third town, night. Is this, is this, what town is that? Oh, you know what, Gary? I can't remember. Maybe Jesse can chime in here. <laughs> anyway, see, Phil, I, honestly, I'm brutal. I, I'm trying to remember where this hotel. Oh, yeah, I remember. This was our hotel where dinner took four hours. <laughs> we oh, is that right? But, oh, yeah. Hey, listen, man. It, it is what it is, right? They had a, a yeah. social gathering of, and I don't know what was going on. It was a party or an anniversary in a, in a private room, and then the other people in the restaurant. But it was it was long. But you know what? It was what it was. We we were just happy to be out tour, touring in Quebec during COVID, so we yeah, didn't no complain. Matter, right? You know, no, it, seriously. Was it, was it was Val Dor is what Neil Owens Val Dor, there you go. Yeah. He's yeah. our, he's our Quebec ambassador. You yeah. know, he does a lot of tours there. So, yeah. um, yeah. now I, I just want to address the next photo because, uh, um, Jesse said that I wouldn't be able to keep up with him on the trails. Oh yeah. But I don't think that matters because, uh, no problem. <laughs> yeah. He blew I'll the catch turn. Up, no problem. And you know what the funny thing was? He was ahead of me and, and the BRP gauge was working and I had my, my 7S display and I'm like, and I'm like, Jess, there's a wicked 90 degree turn coming up here. He's like, yeah, Rich, I know. I see it. I see it. And I come around the corner and there he is. I'm like, I thought you knew there was a wicked turn here. <laughs> that was and, awesome. And that, that, that's Rich with the climb suit on and the look on his face. You can see it as his eyes. It's, yeah. uh, it's priceless. I just seen uh, a, a, a funny thing. It says uh, it was, it's a meme on Facebook and it was. You know, it, when you get, when your friend gets stuck, make sure you show them that you are not stuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a guy brapping past this, this guy, it's just buried. So. Oh, that but, was funny. That there was you go. hilarious. So Je though. Jesse probably put a sign up there too then, right? Jesse's corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You sent me that. Yeah, it's cool. No, there's a lot of good pictures in there. And then this one here, I'll have to get you to tell the story on it too, but just note the pug that uh that's right above here. Um, yeah. That's so we Mike, coming, I believe that's Mike holding it, right? Yeah. Mike ended up taking him on a sled. We were coming around the corner, coming into the, the town uh, at the end of a good long day. I think we put on about 400 kilometers and we came around the corner. It was in the middle of nowhere. Like we were about, I'm going to say 10 K outside of the town. And this little pug was on the, he was on the trail and he was cold. So we picked him up and we brought him in and we brought him to the hotel and they contacted the, uh, uh, the animal services and they came and got him and then, and then Mike ended up finding out that the, the owner was grateful. They, they ended up reuniting him with his owner. So that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, cool. Yeah. I, got, yeah, yeah, I remember good. that on, on the Facebook, he had posted out yeah. to all the, all the local groups and, uh, they actually found the owner, which is really like, that is a class act, man. Like that's, uh, 
that's something else. So I'm glad Jesse sent me that picture because I knew exactly what it was as soon as I seen it. And it was like, oh yeah. yeah. And then and then you had said that you you were there and it was like yeah. perfect. Rich will Rich yeah. will have the, that was good. the details on that. So yeah. But uh well that's yeah, uh, it was that's a good trip. Cool. Yeah. And then this is this is his truly rich outdoors right here in Cochrane. Yeah. yeah, that was the last trip of the year I did with Colt. Uh, I was a Polaris ambassador and we went up there and, and, uh, we left, I'm not kidding you. You guys may remember this, Gary. We left, it was 17 degrees in Port Perry and we were leaving and we're like, are we like, is, are we crazy? Like, what are we doing? And as soon as we got to Kirkland Lake, the temperature dropped like a stone and it was snowing and, and Colt's buddies were up there like, and they were like, it's snowing. We got nailed. Don't worry. Come up. And, and we had a great, it was a great way to end the season. It was our, that was the last trip up in Cochrane. That was, I was like, March. Yeah, I believe they had a blizzard 17th. like that, that day or something. I remember yeah, oh, saying they got nailed. Hearst got nailed, like absolutely yeah. nailed. It was unreal. So it was good. You're going like, should I put shorts on? And well, that's, and we were like, leaving and it was 17 degrees in Port Perry. We're like, this is crazy. This, this, we're like, it's, we're not going to be able to snowmobile. Yeah. So, like look at the trails that weekend. Eh? Oh, like, it was meant. Yeah. They were meant. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's the thing. You, you ne never give up, man. It's uh yeah. There's always I see a lot of four strokes, and this is what I'm thinking, John Luke. That's why I was saying I think I'm gonna keep a two stroke and down the road get a four stroke for like Cochrane and Quebec trips. Yeah. Because a lot of these guys we ride with, if you look, they're, they're all and it's nice when you're on a long, long trip, you don't have to worry about oil, right? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. That, that's huge for sure. Yeah, there's it's, no doubt about it. It's the 850s are fun on these trails, like don't get me wrong, but you're you're having to worry. Like it was awesome. Like just when we'd stop at warming shacks in Quebec. We literally contacted uh, a BRP dealer and uh, a Polaris dealer, and they dropped. We paid for the oil over the at a warm up shack, and they delivered the oil to our, our uh, to our hotels when we showed up. So that's the kind oh, of kind of downfall awesome. of a two stroke. But I mean, you talk about amazing service from dealers. Like they were literally like, "Yeah, no problem." And we paid it with our credit cards, and they literally had the oil delivered to the hotels. So that's cool. That's, yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's wicked. It's good to see, right? Yeah, and then look at the snow here. Yeah, that was when we were heading out. Yeah, that was it was just yeah. it was a whiteout. Yeah. So yeah. you got some fast sleds in that pack, huh? A couple. Yeah, of there was a lot of Yamahas. And... Yeah. 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 yeah it was good fun. Was good time. Pretty wild. Yeah. And that this looks awesome. cold. Lots of stuff. Yeah, that was that was that day we were when we were heading out. That, that last photo I sent, I should have sent this one first. This is when we were leaving the hotel in the morning. It was pretty, and I took my windshield off because it was seventeen degrees. I'm thinking it's going to be mild up there, so I left my windshield at home, and it was cold. But uh, it was good. It was all right. Yeah, it was. That's fun. funny. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, those side yeah, lots are nice. of snow. Yeah. Yeah. That was now good. is that's that's Colt sled, not none. That's Colt right? sled. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's his VR one. Nice. He's got an XCR coming this year too, as well. So, but perfect. Yeah, yeah it was good. So, time. are you going to miss the? Are you going to miss the the uh, the one forty six? You know what, Gary? I, I, that was my second assault, and I agree. I enjoyed it. I loved it. I I loved the uncoupled suspension, the way it hooked up, and that. But I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, the trail sled. Um, you know, like I said, I'll hold on to this one for a couple of years, and then I think I might be leaning towards a four stroke. But we'll see. That's cool. We'll see. That's cool. Yeah. Um, this is a sled five one nine. He he sent me uh, a video, so I just screenshotted from it. Uh, nice. I haven't figured that out with the new system on how to get the video to play. And when it does play, there's no sound, or else the sound's <laughs> too loud. Or we'll get it out. We'll 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 figure it out as we get going here. But 
he says, uh, hey, mud brats, I know it's a, not a photo, but here's a video of my first mountain sledding experience last winter in Revelstoke. He's been riding trail sleds in Ontario for a long time. He never felt more like a newbie in his life. LOL. And he says, cheers uh, at <laughs> sled 519. So, yeah. What do you think of that, Nerona? That's right awesome. on. It's Wheelie Wednesday, buddy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Tips up Tuesday, Wheelie Wednesday. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, that's a great shot. That is nice. That is wicked. Now, where was that, Gary? Did he say? Revy, Revelstoke. Oh, okay, Revelstoke. Okay, right Yeah. On. Yeah, that nice. That is beautiful. Yeah. One day I'll get out there. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, Sled Addict says, that was a crazy experience. I'm a big dog level lover, so it was great to get him to safety, and he was rescued. So that's good. So. But yeah, thank you for sending that in. Sled 519, that's a new name uh, on the show, which uh, which is always good to have new people on there. If you're new in the chat, just uh, shout out, say, hey, I'm, I'm new here. And uh, let's, uh, let's, have a, let's have a look at who hasn't been on the show before. But uh, Wisco Sledhead's a big, uh, a big um, fan of us. And he says, uh, hey, I know it's not a photo, but no, he didn't say that. He said that uh, uh, it's probably on the next one. He said something about he's excited about winter coming. He bought a new trailer, is what it said. Nice. Um, awesome. I don't have well, that text in front of me. Hey, he oh, got yeah. lucky because there's another product that's short in supply is trailers. <laughs> oh, you're telling me, man. Like it's, oh. uh, I know Cor Mr. Brock's waiting for one. Um, yeah. He's waiting for one right now. And, uh, and it's uh, and the, the trailer guys are getting their final bills, and their their um, the manufacturers are getting stuck with higher costs of materials, so they're passing that on to the customers, and yep. it's just delays and an added costs and everything. It's it's a crazy time right now, but you know, yep. I'm sure everybody's trying to get them out there, you know, so. Yeah, but yeah, so I know. Sorry about that, Wisco. I I totally lost the text on that, but it was something about being amped for winter, and that's his new trailer. And and again, thank you, Fast Track uh, Snowmobile Traction for sponsoring fan photos. And uh, for next episode, send your photos to fanphoto at mudbrats.com. Don't send video though; it jams up the email, and uh, and then no one else can get a photo in. So it uh, takes a while to get them. There's instructions in the description of this video that tell you how to send in video links if you've got them. But other than that, we're, we'll just keep moving on here. Dave Nerona, you're up on stage. Oh, nice. What's this? Uh, nice shot. That's a, a little bit of a secret zone outside of uh, or near somewhere in BC. Let's put it that way. That was nice. that was an unbelievable day. We uh, pretty kind of a long uh, rip in, and we didn't know what we were going to expect. And then we got up, and as you got higher, the snow got deeper and deeper and deeper. And uh, it was uh, I was definitely over waist deep there, and brilliant day. Nobody else. We just the three of us in that one zone. So it was pretty rad. Cool. That's good. What time of year was that? Like, do you remember what time of year was that this was? Was, was this January, I believe? January. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, amazing. I mean, it is the same day, actually. Same day, same place. And uh, that's my buddy Theo. I got a shot of him. Oh, and, uh, yeah. oh that's a wicked. 
That is. Yeah. That's like a calendar that. shot. That's wild. It is. Yeah. Just, Look at the powder in front of him. No tracks. That's wicked. I know. He has it. You know, the sun's just coming out, so it's just yeah. better and better in the day. And and um, the the snow tracers, right? Just like super light, cold snow, and just uh, oh, it was it was awesome. And the best part is like there's only three of us in that whole zone. Oh man. Yeah. We couldn't, we couldn't tear it all up. That was just driving me nuts. That must be nicer yeah. when you get to an area, Dave, and it's like that, where it's just virgin snow and there's nothing touching it. Eh? That's all. Awesome. Yeah. Well, here's a quick question for you, David. Uh, so, is this fairly the top of the mountain? No, we're not even close to the top. This is uh, we kind of you come you end up at these out of these logging uh, blocks, and then you got to find your way. This is a kind of a zone that's way it's it's kind of off the beaten path for sure in a number of ways, and then you kind of got to wiggle your way through some trees and uh, it was the first time i'd been there and and sort of i just went up through and it kind of found the path and all of a sudden we got into this zone which got really good and then we went a whole bunch higher um and it was uh, you know from here up it was just magic everywhere it didn't matter yeah. where you went it was it was great but just lots of gullies and um you know some just beautiful just beautiful sort of sledding almost like skiing when you have like nice alpine tree skiing and just like holy cow the lines you're just kind of finding and, and yeah it, it looks like first track you know like i don't know how early you had to get up to get there but well beautiful. we we were the only three up there um so we we uh we could have got we we always i get up early anyway we we go early and um you know this day we kind of repeated itself outside of Pemberton we showed up later uh one day at about nine I I'm usually out I'm usually there at 6 30 or 7 when I when I ride and then um we showed up at nine and the people that show up at seven or 6 30 were already gone and there must have been 120 people in the parking lot which is like <laughs> oh man we're not gonna find so we go to a zone that we know and as we're going in there's just like this zone you go in usually what happens is you just get into it and then it's this zone is goes way way back and is amazing and normally you just go there and then keep riding back but as we were riding to the zone there were tracks everywhere that only really get ridden out when this, the zone isn't good you know and people go oh, on the way out we'll play more because they're not they're not out of gas and they're and it was all torn up and i was like oh man i'm not gonna get anything today it was like just <laughs> torn up everywhere and i kid you not then you go through these trees and you come out and it opens up to this sort of open area with a glacier and then there's more tree skiing as you go further back and i'm not kidding you the track stopped at the trees and it was fresh and no. what it must have happened the last two or three days is that it dumped and it the fog had come down so you could not see when you got out of these trees well, everybody turned around and of course we were the first ones into the zone that, that first day that it cleared and we were also the only three people in that zone the other i don't even know where people were going they must have all gone into this one other area it must have been crazy but we just kept going back and back and it's bluebird and just an uh, amazing uh with my buddy theo who i ride a lot with and then also my good buddy ray mason who i guided with for many years who owned totally awesome adventures and him and I do a lot of riding because he he knows he knows the back areas of back areas. So um, it was you know those are the days you live for, right? Um, that sure. you, you you know for us and and um, you know I thought Muskoka Freerider he did a great job too. You know you you can always find zones 
and you, you you know it's really about having fun and not not being too elitist it's like hey i want to go where no one else goes you yeah. can find even you can go to busy areas and man it's amazing you just go over the next thing and a lot of people turn around or don't go that way and and um you can find you know zones with your friends to enjoy for the day and that's where the magic is you know sometimes it comes easy and sometimes it's a little bit harder to get to nice yeah nice it is odd that's why i love watching the muskoka free riders too like his 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 videos are awesome too like they're they're wild and it's amazing because he's from muskoka right and him and his dad head out west and and ride his dad hangs out for a bit and then heads back and matt stays out there for it's pretty yeah. wild it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool and yeah he lays it down too it's yeah, awesome. oh yeah he's got great yeah. video yeah good content yeah, he's, done a, he's done a really good job of um you know showcasing what it would be like you know everybody like you mm -hmm. guys have said oh i want to go out there well he did so you guys yep. got to do it and and it, it's a, it's just another thing when we you talk about sponsorship and working with it's athletes that come out with different things and um you know i call it throwing spaghetti at the wall right and you you, you never know what sticks and I, I know so many people myself included enjoy his videos it's a lot of work for him to be riding all day and then come back and put a video together and find the footage and every minute you take it takes four minutes to go through and decide whether it makes the video or not and um and so it's it's you know you find your niche and it's funny i was talking to a mountain biker today who um who's in europe right now racing ews and i said you know what no one's doing right now is no one's doing the ews kind of like how muskoka freerider does it like you know let people know how your day's going how you're training what's happening in europe right you kind of see yep. just results and and um it's way more exciting to kind of see the the behind nitty-gritty that goes in because that's what we all deal with and yep. you know when you deal with a big film all you're seeing is kind of like you don't see the thousands of hours that go behind it and I think he does a good job of showing like the things and deciding and what you're going to do, who you're going to ride with. Hey, I rode with this guy that I didn't know before and how that differs from riding with your buddies. All those things uh, are really helpful to riders and they're also entertaining. It lets, at the end of the day, you're not going to watch it if it isn't entertaining. So he, I think he's done a, a fantastic job and, and, you know, for other young athletes out there, that's what you got to kind of look for, right? Everybody wants the, the, the knock at the door from Ski-Doo or Polaris or, or Arctic Cat or Yamaha to say, "Hey, we want you to do this," but you you got to make your job. You got to make it happen, and uh, you got to do it in your own way, in own style. And and mm -hmm. uh, he he definitely has done that for sure. And you know yeah. what's even more incredible is he's doing this with one megabyte upload and download <laughs> speeds. <laughs> he's doing it with a Polaroid camera. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got to get. I think he's got to get uh, Starlink to sponsor him. You know, yeah, or 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 do the or do the do the uh, Starbucks run midnight? I think so. We got to get him on the show. He's yeah, everybody we'll get in him the on. chat pressure him. He's he's got to figure it out. So <laughs> yeah, sometime is now. Greg says I got to get a green shirt for next week. So I think I'm gonna make a green <laughs> mudbrat shirt, black mudbrat, so it's floating there. But yeah, so look at this uh, top of the world. It? Yeah, this is uh, this is almost nine thousand feet uh, in uh, one of the ice caps that not again not many people have ever been to, um, and uh, yeah, I've been there many times and uh, pretty awesome spot. This was this was another amazing day. Look at the you know this it's uh, when you get good conditions. I mean, you can only travel back here when it's good conditions. You can see in the back photo there all the all the crevasses. Those are hundreds of feet. Uh, deep that it's it's a quite a dangerous place to be but if you uh 
are experienced Jeez. in glacier travel and stuff, it's, uh, you know, you can, you can maneuver around it. It changes every year. You know, that's the thing right now you notice, even on the ice cap that's close to Pemberton, a lot of guys just go up there. Oh, I've been up here thousands of times. I'm like, doesn't matter. Every year it changes uh, very quickly, especially with the warm summers we've been having. Yeah. And you got to be, you got to be on Man, your toes the whole time for sure. But with, with, with the danger comes the beauty, right? Yeah. No, oh, for sure. How many, <laughs> how many bluebird days do you get? Like, is it the elevation that you're above the clouds that you get? Uh, like, you see a lot of photos on mountaintops, and they're they look like this. Yeah. Is, is yeah. that the case or is it very rare? Is it very dangerous in most cases? Well, you, you wouldn't, you could not go, you could not go here personally, unless it was sunny. Yeah. A half cloudy day or a white day. You, you can't tell the difference mm-hmm. between the, the sky and the snow. Well, that's the problem it becomes. So, um, and if you can't see, um, then it becomes a real big danger. So, and there's no real tracks to follow. So, um, yeah, you need bluebird. And so what happened, what generally will happen is it'll snow and they'll snow a lot. And then getting into these areas, there's, they're pretty difficult to get in. You're going through trees, no, no roads, no, you're making your way through there. So you got to kind of know where to go and then you got to get through there. And then, and then you got to have enough daylight to get way out there. So it, it becomes this sort of like elusive thing why not many people have been out there. That's one of the reasons. And, um, and then it's just, you know, you got to have a little lot, a lot of knowledge and know how to, to, to just travel that stuff. And that, that's where my buddy Ray Mason, he is an expert in, in this. He's been doing it his whole life. And, um, and I've learned, you know, anything that I know I've, I've learned from him and as a, any great teacher, he's a guy that'll teach you without teaching you without looking down on you. He just, uh, you know, shows you thing and also i mean i'm an eager student i i'm i I, i'm not a know-it-all and and so it's about learning and and where to go not to go what to look for because i you know one of the things that's really hard out here is you go over stuff or you're going down glaciers that you you can't actually see the bottom like they're rolling so steep that you're going down thinking oh yeah this is not that steep and then as it rolls you you could not turn around so you don't want to be going down something that you would be crevassed out that um, you you couldn't see so um and i've also been in in areas where we've like start to turn around and and the the snow on the glacier on the ice is sliding yeah so it's not like an avalanche but it just is that the the ice is you know anybody who's been on glacial ice knows that it's not really um it's not like an ice cube it's quite different it's very hard and it's very slippery and um you almost don't know you're moving because it moves really like snow will move slow on top of it, but it will move. And, um, wow. and so you have to be really, there's a lot of things you got to be w- wary of and, and um, be able to get out of. Um, so yeah. And that's, you know, and, and, and then you, you always go, I always say to people when they come out of these areas, it's 80%. You do 80% out here or even less because out here would be days of a rescue. Um, and it would be extreme, like the weather and whatever. We went up here this year, it was minus 30, which doesn't sound cold to you guys, but for us in BC, um, under like our conditions and the humidity, it's like, you know, you, you could you could die pretty easy if you were kind of caught out. Yeah. Right. I, you're, you're kind of like my, my mentality, Nerona, like you're kind of a little bit of, cra- little bit of craziness on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it nicely, but I hope I am. 
but I, how do you do, like how do you dial yourself back like i can see myself being like you know you talk about a guide and i'd be like okay let's let's go up to the top now today this is great and he'd be going no not today i'm going look at it's beautiful out and then this guy knows that in five minutes it's going to be like like a tsunami of snow like how do you dial yourself back well, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time, not only not sledding, you know, sledding for a long time, but but also just outdoor backcountry, you know, sports. And, you know, I've traveled all over the world doing it. So, you know, I, I'm the guy that, you know, will say what maybe not a lot of people are thinking, but I, you know, I've gone mountain biking in Peru and we do these huge descents, 12,000 feet. And I just tell people, hey, go, hey, guys, uh, getting injured out here is is a is a two day helicopter ride right just organizing and whatever so not to scare people but it's just to remind like this isn't the time where you're at the whistler bike park and just going for it this is just like a time like and everybody that's different it's it's not me to question like hey you're the crazy one because that has nothing to do with it it's it's just actually being reasonable so and, and you know most of the times when extreme stuff happens it's more the weather that kicks in rather than what you're doing and i'm not the most extreme rider dude i'm past past those days and and um and for me, it's about going out and exper an experience. So yes, I want to go out and have an experience. And yes, somebody might label that crazy. Um, but it's, you know, I consider it well within my realms of safety and what I'm capable of. And, you know, you push out of that sometimes as well. But, you know, yeah, that's it. I've never had a problem doing it. I mean, you know, I, I cross country skied across Alaska and people go, that's insane. And, you know, we almost died a couple of times. But it wasn't like jumping my sled over the East River, like Levi La La Valley or whatever. Right? Like, <laughs> that to me is dangerous. Um, so, and and I, you know, I admire that. So, but the luckily the things that I did were really extreme, but not in a not in a fall out of the sky dangerous way where you get really badly injured. And so I've learned from that. And you know, the saddest thing that I will say, because I've had lots of people that have passed away. Dave Treadway uh, is one of those guys, skier, a sled, amazing sledder, brother of da uh, Dan Treadway, amazing sledder and skier as well. Um, you know, Dave was a, he was a guy that you, you just, if you saw him in the mountains or anywhere, he just had this amazing smile. And, and the thing that hurts me the most um, when people like that pass away is they miss on a lot, they miss on a lot of stuff. And that is something I keep, it's just a life lesson, right? You, you see mm. someone pass away and there's lessons to be learned there. And unfortunately, that person had to pay for those lessons. And so the way I can pay respects is to get out there and keep enjoying it and do it in a responsible way. Um, because we all have families to come back to, or you might have a family or wife or a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is. Um, and I, you know, those don't really, I don't think about that when I'm out there, but it's, a, it's, it's already in my head that I'm not going to win any contest for jumping a snowmobile. So it really is for me what I like to do. And you know, that's why you don't see me jump, right? Because you see Jay Manaberry, uh, you know, how am I ever going to compare to him? Right. I'm not, and I don't want to try because, you know, same with, uh, you know, Treadway in Pemberton, he, he, with the way he would do a cliff, it almost made you want to go do it because it looked so easy. And but he could make it look easy. And so if you talk to the dealership in Pemberton, Al Bush, there was always like 20 sleds in his workshop that thought they were Dan Treadway and didn't land the 80 foot cliff, or in their case, it was only 20, but it was like what that copying what Dan did. And 
you know, they had like clutches, their engine mounts blew and the clutch blew out the side panel, right? So there is a, there's a whole thing to be paid in pain and money um, trying to do that. And so, uh, you know, you know, if I jumped 10 feet and went wahoo, it'd be like, well, that's a whoop-de-doo. I, I, I do what I love to do. And, um, and if it resonates with people, that's great. Um, and if it doesn't, that's okay too. There's lots of people to look up to in, in the sport. I'm, I'm, a, you know, kid, lots of kids like some of my stuff and then new riders cause I can help them save the money. Um, and that's really my driving force is to help them get a better experience. So buy the right machine, buy the right parts, the parts that I use, you know, I, I don't go, Hey, I have every part cause I can just, I just get it for free. I, I, I get only, I order only the parts that truly I only think I need, I don't order anything. You can ask anyone of my spot, you know, years ago, my, one of the sponsors asked my wife, like, how come he doesn't take very much stuff? And you're like, well, you're fine with Dave. He takes what he needs and, and that's it. And, and, it, and, and, you know, it's not, it's, it, it's just, that's what I've been taught. I'm sure everybody here, that's what we're taught from our parents is like, just take what you need. And, you know, you don't need more than that. And, and um, it's not a show offy thing and everybody, we all have to dude. I just bought a dishwasher. I know nothing about dishwasher. I had to go into Home Depot and ask the guy about a dishwasher. The guy was awesome. He, he was like, this is the dishwasher you want, a Bosch. I couldn't get it because no chips. So I went with an LG. He goes, I bought this for my grandma a year ago. It's been awesome. I said, that's enough for me, right? And and uh, I'll try it out. So it's it's experiences like that that and every we all have to do. And I hope I can, if I can do anything, um, help people's experience um, so that when they go into the dealership, they're kind of armed with some information too. And then it helps the dealership. It helps them. They feel comfortable. Um, and it, it helps me because I get a kick out of it. I, there's nothing I love more than watching somebody go in and buy a snowmobile and excited. And then they have a question and I go, oh, I'll help you and show you this. And you're all the same. Like we wouldn't be doing what we do if we didn't like that. Um, whether you're out on the trail, you'll take the time uh, in the cold to answer someone's question or help them fix something that you know how to fix. And that's the sledding community. You don't generally find that in in um, too many communities, unfortunately. And and we got to hang on to that. We got to hang on to it because it, it can it can be lost. And in some instances, it does get lost. It becomes like, oh, who's sponsored? What are you getting? Why am I why am I not getting this? And it's like if if that's your thought process, you're probably not going to go that far. But how you can help people, um, creating shows like you have, and having dealerships, and doing um content coming out with your own maple syrup that looks like xps oil like <laughs> um the mountain bike industry would never think of that and and so you you know being in different industries like you can it really it really helps you see those things and that to me that's the fun i love that kind of stuff right seeing what makes yeah. it tick and yeah. grow you know dave you say things and i gotta i gotta say this too to to jean luc and gary like i've motorcycled since i've been 16 yeah i got back into it again this year and I'm telling you, I love it. I met a bunch of great guys, rode with a bunch of great guys, made some good new friends. But I'm telling you, the snowmobile community, they're different. They're, yeah. I, I, it's, and it's weird. And it's not saying they're better. I'm not saying that at all because I made some awesome friends, you know, adventure bike riding this year and that. But the, the snowmobile community is just different. It's weird. And I, I can't even put my finger on it and say what about it is different. It's just, and I'm not going to say it's better. It's just, it's different. <laughs> I, I know that doesn't, answer questions or make i don't know the it doesn't snowmobile sound community baths is that what you're saying 
<laughs> yeah, it's it there. I don't know. It's a unique, unique community. It really is. So it is because it's a tough, it's a very tough sport. Yeah. And you know, I'll, you know, it's pretty funny, right? I'm a small guy. I remember we were guiding these 11 guys from Ontario came out, right? And they're all six, one plus. And here I am at five, five, six, five, seven. And I said, oh, are you guys excited for today? They're like, oh yeah, we ride all the time. And you know, they're just going off. And, and I said, and, and this was one of the days uh, we left Pemberton and on the road, 40 K in was three feet of powder on over the groomed trail in like if there's a trail to ride in it was like the ultimate of my lifetime and i got i three guys got stuck on the road so i was tail guide and i'm at the back helping these guys we get up to the area and raise like where have you guys been i'm like these guys have been stuck on the road and which is par for the core the par for the course on this type of day we get it we go in and we're on the flat field but it's over like it's three plus feet right I go into the field and the other other eight guys are they're all like vertical right <laughs> and they're all stuck and I came in there and just kind of boondocked around them and and uh, they're all standing on their sleds and you have to make you got to make a path for these guys so when you get them unstuck they can get on a firm tra- firm uh snowmobile track otherwise you're going to sink again so I just made a track all around and I remember them like just stopping and when I shut off they're like how are you doing that right cuz and it, it, it would be the same if I came out there and tried to hang with you guys out east on the trail. I'd be way at the back. And, you know, you could laugh about that, but you could you could also give me tips that will help me get better and faster and, and whatever. So it's really where you are. And one of the things that is special about right now is that all of us here have seen how crappy machines have been. <laughs> and we yeah. see how good machines are. So if someone who started snowmobiling like five years ago, they don't know what it's like no. to ride a ZX chassis yeah. for deep snow. And hey, man, we didn't even make it to the cabin today. Like we got to go back tomorrow. <laughs> you know, hey. now it's like if you don't get to the cabin in ten minutes, you're like a loser, right? <laughs> it, it's it. I, I say this all the time. It's kind of like the cell phone, right? Like we, I grew up without a cell phone. And um, it's kind of funny because I told Gary this today. Facebook was down and Instagram was down. I don't know if it was BC. It was actually no, it was yeah, global. It was, it was global. Yeah. Global, yeah. So did it, did you find it it's funny? A great day. It was a great day. Now, I you loved know what? It. I didn't. I didn't miss it, man. I'll be well. I was busy today at work. It was stupid yeah. actually. So, but, but everyone was telling me that. Yeah. But did you find? And, and it is interesting, right? You you kind of there's a piece missing. Like you're like I didn't check something today. And, and and so remember when we were younger, like we didn't do that. You just got up and did what you did. And now we've grown up with social media, which is also great, but you got to turn it off too, or I prefer to turn it off. So we've, we've seen both sides of it. And someone who grew up, you know, is going growing up right now will never know a world without social media and phones flashing in their face or always being on them. So we're very lucky in the sense that, you know, that's why, like, I remember when I'd be out sledding and you get stuck and some guy comes over or you're going over to help a guy. I remember helping lots of guys who were who new and they were up in sweatpants and they're lying back and they're just sweating. And I was quite fit. So I'd come in and, hey, dude, I'll give you a hand. And they're like, holy cow, like, you got a lot of energy, right? And it was just like they grew up with sweatpants and Mac jackets and, you know, whatever you could throw on. Yeah. And so I find those people are really accommodating or friendly because they know what it was like and they can help you in a lot of ways. And, and that's this, that to me is the spirit of this sport and the community mm-hmm. 
kept it that way. And we really got to be careful we don't lose it because sometimes when it comes who's the best and this and that, it, it, it becomes elitist. And then you, you, you go, well, those are the people that aren't very good. And here's the people that are really good. And it's like all the people that I know that are really good, like Carl Kuster and like Jay Manabury and like, um, you know, Matt Enns and, and Chris Brandt, all these, they are legitimately nice human beings. Yep. Okay. I don't care how they ride a snowmobile. They're really nice people. And that's the best, uh, that's the best thing about this sport. And that's something that for the young generation, if you're looking to be like a sponsored athlete or whatever, do do not focus on that. Focus on helping other people and being a good person. And 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 you'll find yourself in the right position. And yeah. um, and that it, it really is from dealership to athletes to people that you know, I've I'm I'm very fortunate I get to go inside BRP and I haven't met one person that isn't like oozing um excitement and um like wants to be there and wants to like, you know, you say, Oh, you got a day off tomorrow. I was like, Oh, can I come in and finish the project? Like that's what you get. And, and so, so if you're not that type of person, you wouldn't understand it and you wouldn't fit in very well. Right. And yeah. I, you know, in a different way of, of building sleds or designing them, I am that person. I want to be out there every day doing as much as I can. And, and that's why I think I resonate well with the company and a lot of different avenues is because, uh, and I'm blown away what I see. It just makes me want to do more. Right. And, yep. and, um, and this is, this is the magic of, you know, shows like this is we're all feeding off each other of uh, just getting out and having fun, man. I don't care how you do it. Just go have some, go have fun, get stuck, you know, laugh at each other. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's cool. I saw what, what, um, Muskoka Freerider said he did a, f a few video uploads at Denny's last year. <laughs> nice. Uh, see, Denny's, you got to go to Denny's. Yeah, we'll get yeah, you on the yeah. show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you no. know, getting back to that, Dave, what you're saying too, I was thinking about this motorcycle technology. I mean, yeah, you can get into the different ride modes, but I'm talking about the basic riding position. Same with an ATV. It stayed the same pretty much. Well, I guess the ATV changed from going from three wheelers to four wheelers, but the concept and the riding position and the technology and the frames pretty much have all stayed the same where the snowmobile you've seen take a huge leap from about two well when the when brp brought up the riding forward position right but the technology is going is pretty pretty amazing hey eh? jean-luc wouldn't you say like it's one of the more oh, yeah. industries where the technology has really benefited the sport more so than the other ones if i if i if, i don't know if i'm right saying that but well um, if you take a look i mean and i'll i can only really speak to the skidoo but uh but even in polaris as well as changing you know, with the, the, the cool digital dashboard they've got something really cool there but if you think about brp you know, we, we had uh, the smart shocks in our side-by-side -side, uh, about a year ago that was introduced. Boom, it hits on, mm -hmm. on the sled side, right? So the, the application of the new technologies has just meant that, you know, the, 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 the sport is getting wider, much more accessible. Uh, it's pushing the boundaries as well. Yep. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, it's definitely pushing the boundaries. You know, the helmets now, nowadays, uh, whether it's an oxygen helmet or a Titan helmet, that type of stuff, you know, it, it, it just, it's it's making it more convenient, much more comfortable to ride as well today. The technology and the clothing, like right. BRP uh, clothing is, is is high tech stuff. It's nice stuff. And uh, so the sport, you know, long, long, long gone are the days of, of riding in jeans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't see that anymore. But um, jeans you know, and rubber boots. 
It's an expensive well, sport. I can't wear that long. anymore. What's going on? I yeah, I was allowed it's to an expensive sport. But, yeah. but to what they were saying, we, we also owe it, I think, to the next generation, the young kids, to bring them up properly. Right. Um, you know, with uh, so so they do the sport safely, um, and and so they can preserve the sport and carry it on. It's it's quite important to do that. Then, um, Articat has has uh, introduced some more uh, youth models. I can't wait for BRP to get back in that game. I think it's important. Um, I'm a big proponent of of um, education, obviously, yep. whether it's on the ATVs or, or, or starting young, right? You got to start them young. Customers, yeah. yep. There are future customers, exactly. Yep. And for, yep. for us as a dealer, it's important, but as, as an industry, as yep. um, as riders, it's important that we have the young guys coming up. So it's important to not, you know, when you see a young guy or gal riding a little slower you know, in mm -hmm. front of you, don't get upset, don't get annoyed. Just, you know what, you should be happy that, you know, these are the people who will be buying the trail permits tomorrow. So right. um, they, they'll, they'll keep the trails open. So we need them in our sport. Yeah, no, for sure. That's funny though, talking about COVID pricing. I, I don't know if anyone's seen it. It was the other day on Facebook Marketplace and the guy had his Mini Z on there, $18,000 or best offer. And it was a joke. It was a joke, but it, yeah. you should have seen the people coming in because of the sales of, of snowmobiles he might, right now. He might actually get it. Oh my God. You should have seen someone said are like gold. Uh, well, he said that. He goes, one fellow chimed in, I'm coming now. <laughs> like it's, yeah. like, it's, <laughs> it's awesome, yeah. man. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, what are we looking at here, Mr. Nerona? Well, I'm very fortunate. Uh, like I say, to, uh, where I grew up in Vancouver and Squamish and Whistler is uh, it's a magical place. This is, I, I ride, uh, I think you guys know, I ride e-bikes now, e-mountain bikes. I, I, I spent 16 years racing pro in mountain biking um, in XC and marathon and, um, and adventure racing. And um, I now ride e-bikes every day. So I do about a thousand kilometers a month on e-bikes e-mountain bikes uh on this terrain every morning and um it's the you know and i will say it's funny in in my 32 plus years of training and racing and being outside it's probably the best technology i've ever seen come out in a in a um in a in in something and and also the no number one misunderstood technology that i've ever seen um, and you know, people think you're lazy or you're cheating or whatever. It, it, it actually is the, it'll make you fitter. You'll pedal more, you'll do more, you'll have more fun. Um, they're amazing. And that's why I ride them. And, uh, they're also one of the best training tools, um, that, that I found. And you'll see this in motocross. Hey, all the top motocross racers are now using it because they don't need a strength workout. They get a strength workout from racing motocross and actually pedaling a bike although they want the cardio and what they need, just like sledders, they don't need more hard, um, a workout hard strength wise, because that takes away from their afternoon workout on the moto when they should be doing laps. So an e-bike allows them to get this huge higher cardio workout that they could ever get on a regular bike. Um, and, um, and then allows them to go and do their strength where their, their strength lies, which is for motocross. And the same would be for, for sled racing or anything. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so this is this is a morning ride, a typical morning ride in Squamish. I, I used to ride a lot on my own. I still do, uh, but I have now a kind of a group of ex racers and stuff that are all on e bikes, and uh, I've I've mapped out all these loops um, that 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 we do each morning, and um, and and how far we'll go, and different places we go, and uh, we got we got a cool group here in in Squamish that uh, that now that now does that. 
I rode my first e-bike this year. It was just a cruiser. It was my friend's mom and dad bought a pair of them. And, uh, and they came over him and his wife came over on them and said, Gary, you gotta, you gotta take this thing out. I, it ripped. Oh my yeah. God. Actually it's the, his mother ended up selling the pair because it scared her because she'd get on and she'd have the wheel crank like that and then hit the, the throttle and it would go and it would just plow the front wheels. So she'd fall over. So she felt it was too dangerous, but so that the people that came to buy it, the girlfriend came to buy one because the boyfriend had a mountain bike and these were like cruisers. And uh, the girl took it for a spin and said, I think you want to ride the other one. The and like my friend's dad's bike. And they, he got on it and bought it too, because it was way faster than his. It was like, yeah, rip. Like I can't, it was such a neat feeling and you're pedaling. And I think for older people like yourself, David, like when you're, <laughs> you're pedaling, you don't have to put any effort in and you're just flying. Right. Or you don't have to pedal at yeah. all too. That's the other thing. But. Yeah, yeah, on those, you, like on a class one uh, mountain bike, you have to still, you have to pedal it. It's, it's, it's actually works off the cadence of your pedal stroke and the torque oh, nice. that you put. And so they, they do, city bikes will definitely do more. They're, they're, they're not uh, limited. So e-mountain bikes are limited at 32K an hour. And um, city bikes, will, I think it's 45. And then a lot of them will have, like I have a city bike that I use with my, my kid. And we, we, uh, I got one last year from a sponsor. We put uh, three thousand k on that, so I didn't drive. I my she cried when we got back in the car in the fall when it started to rain. So we we ride every day, and that's what we do in the afternoon. We go out and ge now we geocache. We go to all these places. And we do it by bike, and and one because I was like, I am not driving around Squamish to go to these different places. So we ride now. And like when I, when she was a baby, I walked everywhere. Like people knew me in Squamish. It's like, dude, I see you everywhere. Yeah. Cause I walked <laughs> three hours a day with her on my chest and it was just, I loved it. And, and now the bike is like, that's, that's our mode of, of, uh, of transportation. And it's, you know, to me, the answer is that, right. I mean, people, I'm not getting rid of my truck, right. As, as far as if there's a, you know, this sort of environmental look at it. Um, I'm not getting rid of my truck. You're not getting rid of your car. You can't ask people to get rid of their car to, to drive, you know, 50 kilometers. They're just not going to do it. But, but actually e-bikes are the way that get people out of cars because you prefer it. If you have to go 10 kilometers or even 15 to get to the shop, you will choose the bike over the car because it's mm -hmm. more fun and often quicker and no parking delays. Right. Um, and, and that's when, you know, something's, something's cool and good and new and, and, um, and gets people fitter, you know, you, you can do, uh, hit a throttle, but generally, you know, that'll suck the battery out of it faster. Um, and you, and you don't, so it's, you have to, you know, as I say to people, you got to ride them to, to sort of see about them. And, um, but, but you but the best thing too, is that for people who are 60 and 70, who like, I can't ride a bike anymore. They get on them and they're riding bikes and they're having a blast. Right. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the, cool. yeah, it's insane how, uh, how, how much power they have even just off the get go. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Torky, eh? these, yeah. I don't know they're if it went more than 30 K, you know, 30 kilometers an hour, which is like what, 20 miles an hour. But it yeah. got there like impressively. And the fact that you're, if you put any pedal effort into, it would maintain the speed and you just fly and just pedal yeah. along. So, yeah, I can, I can see myself doing that one day. Um, 
especially the mountain speaking biking, because I've done a lot of that. Speaking of power, speaking yeah. of power, there's the 175 turbo. There's the, you like the little donut mm. I did out on the lake. That's, That's nice. awesome. Yeah. I was going to say, who, we, where, whose trail is that? That's yours. <laughs> that's my one out there and then came back. because we Actually, this is for an upcoming film that you'll see on a trip that we did. Wow. And um, and then you can see like there's a glacier coming right down to the lake. Nice. This is, warm, this is warmed up quite a bit because there was significant glacial melt. It, there was Last year, there were a couple of big glacier, those pieces had broken off, and they were halfway down the lake, and they weren't really there anymore. So this is the – this whole glacier is coming into this lake here and uh, – and um yeah we filmed this cool cabin trip so a little bit of a of a backcountry scenes of of going over doing an overnighter and uh, it was like minus 30. like it was unbelievably nice. how cold it was and and especially up here at uh 8, feet and um we went to these hot springs so you'll see that in the skidoo um uh media social media coming up it was a pretty pretty cool trip and um yeah this was just one of those Another be one of those beautiful days. Beautiful, photo. love it. That's awesome. Oh, it is, isn't it? I, you know, Gary, I said that to you last year. I, I got to get out west before I get too old. <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, we do, Rich. We got to um, go. Yeah, you know what, John Luke? Seriously, we, we we I keep saying it. We should. We need to book a trip. <laughs> we need to get out no, west. I mean, you know what? Let, let's get over COVID and let, let's yeah. head out. Yeah, let's no, head out there. Sure. Right? We should literally do a, a group. Yeah, we should. But we're yeah, we'll we'll doing the guys at Grizzly Lodge for sure. Yeah, yeah no, well, you know I'm what? Looking. That's that's my bucket list. I've only got one item, and that's Grizzly Lodge with Dave Narona. And I'm not right. lying. That's yeah. we, we that might have to awesome. go down, down, this, down the block and visit Carl at his place. And yes. uh, oh, he's geez. not too far away. This yeah. is just yeah. at the base of that glacier. So we're just having lunch here. Look at that. It's sweet. Look at that. Yeah, did you, guys chip, did you guys chip off the any and use them for ice and drinks amazing. or anything like that? Or? Uh, yeah, I have done that before. Brought a little bit back home for for uh, drinks, but we didn't out there that day. But um, I've been there, done that. It's pretty cool to, to you know, it's it's like um, I I see you to Newfoundland uh, for the icebergs from Greenland, and it's you know if you try you touch that, it's like, again, it's like glacier ice is totally different than how you imagine. It. It's super hard. Cause it's just been crushed together and forced under just extreme forces. And, wild. Um, but it's always just, it doesn't matter where it is. It's always magical. And, and there's Beautiful. lots of games out here as, as well that, that are pretty cool. And, you know, it comes with a little bit of knowledge so that one of these things that don't fall on you. Cause that, that could be a end of, end of, good day into a bad day right <laughs> man that's beautiful no it's you can't imagine yeah. the size in that last picture to now how tall those are and i mean we're still not getting the full height feeling yeah in, you know that's it's a great thing, great thing about snowmobiles right you can you go you go uh long distances in short amount of time so <sighs> look at that yeah view. places that wow. you can't no, no, you can't see by anywhere else look at that. yeah Isn't that so look awesome? at that view. you guys might yeah. not you See, I wouldn't want to move back east. That's my problem. I'm going to go out there, and I'm not coming home. Yeah. Look this, at is, that. Uh, this is actually the end of April. So we went, we were out in April sled skiing. And so down low, uh, you know, it's pretty hard. But up high, we had a really uh, north-facing slopes where we were sled skiing this day, and uh, it was amazing. Um, Ran into Logan Peota and, and uh, a group called The Blondes. If you want some fun stuff, check those guys out on Instagram. The Blondes are um, a, some really hardcore women skiers and um, really cool group. And 
we saw them out there they were camp so um we kind of went back and had some beers at their place and and finished off the day there and camped overnight and yeah super cool that's neat the uh the is that a link snowboard accessory on there that's the new link ski and snowboard rack i was able to have that last year um along with the with the front glove box um we you know i helped design and and sort of put a lot of work into the ski and snowboard rack and our our previous one was good we didn't it didn't do everything really well it wasn't great at like uh adapting to say oh my buddy wants to come i can oh oh, he's a snowboarder instead of a skier so we redid this rack um to work with the link system holds a snowboard a pal surf pair of skis one side you can have any one of those on on that one side and it works in conjunction with the link system. So you can have a jerry can and a bag That's awesome. and the rack. So it's pretty cool. They, yeah, you know, you got to give it to BRP, man. They, they really, really, no one's even close to them when it comes to that, the, this system. It really is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're well, the accessories fact that you for can... the link system is amazing so is it is it snap on like a links or is it underneath the bracket like is it a quick release so with the new system we did two things we didn't we wanted um you can use it with the bumper so this is the new kick up toe bumper so i suggest you do it with the bumper so you Mm -hmm. buy the bumper and the bumper is pre-drilled on the back the position number uh, zero, we call it, is position zero for link. So that you have to drill. It's before the first um, link system that's already in place on the sled. So that's position one. The second one's position two. There's one at the back that's position three. So the front of the rack goes into a new position that you drill. And the second position, um, sorry, the second back side of the rack goes into link number two. So it actually goes in. And then you can use the little stopper to click it in. Or if you put a bag on top of it, that's what closes it. And that's how you can that's use the, the link system with the rack as well. That's wild. And, um, okay. So you can have your jerry can for the day in front. And then you can have your, you can have the stack. What I do sometimes if I go out and I carry my ski boots, I'll have the jerry can. And then I'll have the stackable 40 liter adventure link bag on top of the stackable with my ski boots. And then I'll have my deep snow pro bag in the second position that has uh, stuff that I need for the day. And then when I get there, I take my boots out and leave that bag there and, and leave stuff. And then we just shuttle all day. And, and then at the end of the day, it all goes back on and, and you ride out of the backcountry. That's awesome. So when you do this, do you, do you ski down or snowboard down? And then one person rides down and grabs you and brings you back up. And then you'll take turn being the guy taxiing. Is that how it works? Exactly. So ideally you want two or four people. So uh, with two people, what we'll do is if we get to the top, say we're at the top right now, uh, both of us will ride our sleds down and then we'll double back up. And now we have a sled at the bottom. So we'll ski together or snowboard together for safety. And then we get to the bottom and we double back up and we reset those two machines back. So you do an extra up and down with two people. And if you have four people, um, then you're two people are skiing down, two people are riding down and you double back up and you just switch and you do that. So you can get more vertical in that way. I'm pretty efficient now with, um, you know, why these racks tend to work well is because I was the one to tell them too, that people think, Oh, when you go sled skiing, you're all mellow. Cause you, you look, there's no one else around. You got all these great runs, but it's like having a helicopter, right? You're like, as let's go. 
and and you want to do as many laps, especially at the earlier part. So how the skis or snowboard get on and come off is the most wasted time. And having a rack that works well, like the ski and snowboard rack that we have here, um, it's just seconds to pull the skis, put the skis on and take them off. So, so the faster you can do that, the faster you can do more laps in a day. And, um, and so I think, yes, I, BRP has done an amazing job at forward thinking of, of people who go sled skiing. You know, I get it now. Well, why would you sled ski if you can sled? I said, well, unfortunately it's not always super deep, but 15 centimeters, which isn't that great for sledding for me is amazing skiing and when it's super deep that's what i sled and then when it's not i ski so and then when it's really not that great or it's hard to get to i just park my snowmobile and i tour to lines that uh you can't get to or can't retrieve a snowmobile and so i've always got something and that's the best thing is i'm i'm lucky i get to go out every day so I'm always looking for new things. That's why I pow surf and why I ski and why I sled and do all the different things is because I'm out there almost every day and, and um, I wouldn't want to do just one of those things every day. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. Very cool. That is cool though. Man, you are enjoying life to the fullest, Dave, I have to say, and that's awesome to see. I, it, really I, is. it really I, is. It's awesome. I, I'm very, 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 very lucky. And um, yeah. we I, all I, are. Yeah. yeah, we, we all are. And, and yeah. I, I, because of that, um, you know, it's like people who, all the people I get to kind of work alongside, uh, it's like, I find it's like my duty. I better be getting out here and enjoying it because that, yeah. that's what it's all about. Right. For that's me, awesome. it, it's, it's what I love to do. So. Yeah. What a wicked rap. Yeah. That's, that's cool. Isn't it? That's that beautiful. is really, really nice. Look at those colors incorporated in there. Yeah. That is wicked. The, the kids what's at SCS, little guy uh, what's with this little guy here is that your uh, is that your I, trademark no that's from SCS I that's my daughter I told her that that's her I'm gonna put it on the side and she, <laughs> that's awesome she loves that so I have it's kind of cool so SCS did this wrap you can purchase this wrap on their site and then I have a buddy who's a really well two people who are really well-known artists one in Squamish one in Whistler and they always allow me to put some of their art so this is Andy Asinoff's art uh, that eagle on this side and um and it's pretty uh it's pretty cool so i try to incorporate something different right and some, make something fun and i like colors so every year we do something different and and that's kind of the fun of it right that is nice yeah i I, I, I love eagle. that rap too i, I that is wicked the eagle up there above this that is really wicked yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do really nice wraps we we bought a few for cdus oh did you uh, yeah, because they, they do it for seniors as well, and nice. uh, they, do a, they do a great job. The quality is good as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and if a guy like me can can put it on, then anybody can do it. So <laughs> yeah. they, they've done a really good job with their um, their air technology that doesn't – so you don't get air bubbles. And yeah, it it's 3M's air channels. release technology. It's unreal. It's yeah. They brought that out for vehicle wraps, I'm going to say, 10 years ago or more. It's It makes a huge difference. It's, it really yeah. is awesome. Looks and cool. So it's it's fun putting on a wrap. I, I I can honestly say that because it wasn't so fun for a little while. It was like more yeah. of a, yeah. when you have kids, a, a wrap becomes a a, a sort of sure. a chore <laughs> rather than fun. But they make it fun, and and it, it's always really exciting. I actually do it with my family, so they like to see it as well too. What the new one's going to look like. And, and people don't know, but they they can actually get those wraps at dealers. We we have a catalog. 
Yeah, so it's super yeah. easy. We can uh, get, get it shipped here, and uh, and they got so many different styles. It's uh, it's a it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, they are actually in the Ski Doo parts catalog. If you get the, they are. the yeah, folding they are. accessories are right in there. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. So right. Pretty cool. Whereabouts is that shot? Like, what, what mountain range is in the back? That's actually that's the same day as the previous one, sled skiing. Um, and oh, nice. just a different angle. We went into some. Oh, we went into some zones that are so far back there. You just don't get to go during winter because too much snow, too much danger. We had to cross some a, a huge valley that on both sides is just vertical walls. We had to actually yeah. ride up those walls and, and side hill across. So when, when it's winter and deep and snow from above, it, it's not really a safe area to get into. But but um, once the once it you get sort of the the springtime is when you can get into all these zones again with my buddy Ray. He's, he's just a, he's a zone searcher. He can right on amazing places. Always great to have friends like that. I know where we're riding this weekend. There's a new place we've never been. It's like, yes. Yeah. 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 Lots of times I sit back on the sled and go, Holy cow. This is like, we're like, where we get. So this is a local Peota and, and the Blondes, they've set out their little, uh, their North Face uh, camp out here. Super cool. So this is like, um, you know, say, this is at the end of the day, even though it looks really bright, it's like summer day. You can see we're, we're a little more cash with the, with the clothing and no gloves. So this is like sort of when you're enjoying the, the end of winter, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. And nice. Rather than hunting down all day, you're, you're able to sit outside for a while and, and um, you know, Enjoy. Nothing better, eh? Sunny day, you're out riding your sled, you're not cold, it's not too hot. Yeah. That's yeah, did awesome. they, they camp out there over did they camp out overnight out there or was that yeah, just a, yeah, a this camp was actually set up for like a week or longer and they would go out and film for a bit and then stay and then go back. Actually, when they came in this time it like it had snowed and it kind of like that TP tent had been flattened and and so they had to kind of redo some stuff and and now part of just being out there but this is a very cool zone as well that that's really good for sledding and skiing and beauty nice another nice shot love it yeah this is the interior lots of uh, another amazing spot in the interior that not a lot of people have, have been to or seen and just just gorgeous yeah i mean look look at that right I, how can you not take a picture I think I, I sent you a picture of oh, someone geez. taking a picture of me taking, taking a picture. A picture. <laughs> Is that awesome. right? It's probably coming up then. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be coming up. Now, actually, I love the shot because it kind of just candidly captures this sort of glimpse into social media of here you are in the back and taking a picture, right? That's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing, though, Dave, how much snow do the sleds get, the powder that just sits next to them. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. this was a day we were just – it was so deep and it was just everywhere we were was just awesome. This is almost just like getting at the end of the day where we just like almost out of fuel and just be like that. What a wicked day. Right. And um, yeah, again, you know, one of the things I love about BC is just the, how many different areas there are and the zones and just getting into these places and you can still get in there and see nobody. Yeah. There's lots of them yeah. out there and, and well, um, when do you averagely start, Dave? I, I know it, it depends on the winter, but on average, when do you usually start riding? Well, the earliest I've started out here is November 11th. That was actually my first year. Nice. Um, and then, you know, it, it really is now the end of November, like 
the mm-hmm. last week of November when it starts to kind of happen. Right. And, you know, again, why I sled ski is all you see from that first snowfall till about middle of December or third week in December is people breaking stuff because yeah. you just can't hold, you know, when it's like this, you just can't hold back and they're just like turn in, hit a rock and there goes your <laughs> A-arm ski and suspension. And now your sled's in the shop. And during COVID, you don't want to be doing that because <laughs> you could be down for the season, right? Yeah. So, so actually what I love about it is I go out and I, I, I'm breaking in the machine cause we're, we're shuttling with it, but I'm skiing and I don't care if I hit anything on my skis. Yeah. And so I get out for full days. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're, you're kind of, you know, you're, you're out there doing the same similar thing but you're not tempted to like find the area that the mat, cause you know, it's like, Oh, maybe it's deep over here. And then of course you get, you get four turns then you want six, then you want 20 yeah. and then you get something. Right. And, and uh, so for me, again, the early season, that's, it kind of keeps me at bay. We were, you were asking that before, but sled skiing is a way that I get out there and start skiing and the skiing's awesome. Cause you don't need as much coverage and um, yeah, it just works for me. So that's another thing, what I like about it. And um and, and, you know, I, I, what I love about my life now, when I was racing, it was very kind of structured. Um, you know, you had to do certain things at certain times. And all I, what I love about my life now is I do whatever the day dictates. So if it's going to be a good sledding day, I sled. If yeah. it's good, Ian, like there's, you know, I remember two years ago in March, it didn't snow for 30 days. Okay. Wow. So I was out, we, we sledded for five or six days until everything was pounded out. Right. And then everybody was all mad because they couldn't ride because it was just wet cement everywhere. And they, and plus because it went bad after a deep cycle, there were tracks like this deep in the snow. We need a meter of snow to cover that at least. Yeah. But I was still going out every day and I was, it was, it, it went minus 20. So it was even a pain to ski at Whistler, which was mm-hmm. what normally what I do. It was cold. So I would go, I would wake up early, drive my sled up 12 K park it and tour. And I had this zone where I get these, I get three or four runs in a morning and I'd go up and I'd farm the snow, like kind of awesome. like we're cat skiing. And then I go down, uh, be a dad for the rest of the day. I go back the next morning. And I, <laughs> and, and you know, the funny thing is, is after a week I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to start skiing on the mountain. And then it dumped 15 centimeters and reloaded my whole ski zone. That's and awesome. Still wasn't enough to ride. So no one was riding and everyone was grumpy. And, and uh, I was just having the best time of my life. So it, it, there are times when it's just better skiing and mm-hmm. then there's times when it's good when it's on for uh sledding it's on like donkey kong baby i'm not skiing yeah. i'm sledding <laughs> yeah that's awesome that's good i love it it's nice that to have the, awesome. the variety right yeah look, look at another beauty I, shot oh, wow look at that look at yes. look at the reflection of the sunset on the side of your sled there that is wild so you guys said you want to go to grizzly lodge yeah this is Grizzly Lodge, okay? Oh, so no way. I'm going to tell you about this this day. I've got uh, three good friends in the bike industry that sponsor me. Uh, they're called One Up Components. They make awesome stuff for mountain bikes. They all own sleds. So they said, let's go to Grizzly Lodge. I said, you bet. Me and Theo took them to Grizzly Lodge. These guys are awesome. We all had a great time. We all got haircuts at Grizzly Lodge. We all got mullets. And one of the days, one of the uh, one of my friends, uh, he's Sam, he he also snowboards. So he's like, let's bring our pal surfs this year. I'm like, I'm in. So we had this full day of sledding and then everybody went back to the lodge and we grabbed our pal surfers, turned around and because Grizzly Lodge, eight minutes, you're back up in the Alpine, turned around and went into the area we ride up. 
and we we doubled up the road and then we hit the trees with our pow surfs and we did like two runs and then we sat back and uh this was the sunset we were rewarded with right and then rode down to the to the lodge so it's 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 like it's it's um yeah it's incredible it keeps you out there when you normally would go back to the lodge and miss this we were out there doing that right so yeah again it's it's a magical place <laughs> yeah awesome. man wicked wicked we went we went and back it, and had full throttles and hot tubs right ah nice there he is taking the picture yeah, <laughs> we're a little out of order I, there. Yeah, I can throw the iPhone around pretty good. See, we thought you had a professional photographer too. No, yeah. no, nothing like that. But um, <laughs> I, I, you know, Theo and I, we like the same thing. We like getting lots of good photos and videos, so we 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 enjoy riding with each other. And you know, that's a lot of my buddies. You know, I'm very grateful because it'll be you know lots of times you just want to ride and. You know, there's amazing riders out there and they're not into taking photos and videos and that's awesome. They just want to ride um, and ride. And I love capturing the moment for sure. For sure, yeah. And and, and you couldn't do the job that I do if you didn't. And so yeah. I really like feeding off whether I'm shooting somebody else or they're shooting me. It, it becomes this sort of like, oh, this is going to be a sick shot. Look, this yeah. is exactly it, right? Like this no, is... That, yeah. yeah. Um, the sun between the, the mountains. Is... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> between the Go two ahead, peaks eh? sorry about that gary the the, the no, sunset missing... coming down between the peaks like that is like you you can't yeah. get a cal it's like a calendar man it's just no but he the best part rich is he got his buddy theo taking a leak Take here back in the distance right over there there he is yep there he is <laughs> i didn't even see that that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. you know me i always find i always find the stuff in the background yeah. eh? oh my god it's hilarious <laughs> gary i was showing him a picture of my t7 in the garage and there's a cardboard box of a table and gary's like i want to know is that table set for two or four people i'm like what is he talking about <laughs> sure enough i look at the background i'm like well, this guy look he finds all the stuff <laughs> oh man too funny well, look this there's, yeah. there's a there's a uh, timber wolf up there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it's just like all the photos that everybody sent in, right. All of them could be in a calendar and, uh, oh, yeah. it, that's, it, it's so great to see so many people going all these places and having a good time. And man, that's all, it's all that matters. It's all that matters really. Yeah. It truly is yeah. my favorite part of the show. Cause you get to see things and, and I've, I always say, sure. and I'm not the biggest rider out there by any means. I, I mean, you know, but I enjoy seeing and living my life vicariously through the, the people that are clocking the miles down. Right. So wow. Wow. it's, uh, it's kind of neat. And to see a dream world like this is, is really something special. You know, yeah. you can't imagine how deep that snow is when you get off the sled and the sleds, like John Luke said, like, it's amazing how much snow is on it, but it's not even sunken in. There's so much flotation there. And then yeah. Dave gets off and he probably goes down to his waist, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter what you're on. My my little 600 E-Tech, the 09 last year, I I I kind of missed a turn, and and uh, when I stepped off, I went right up to my chest. It was like holy <laughs> crap! Yeah. You know? Well, that's like when we released the turbo um, down in the U.S. and we had just the most amazing conditions for it. Like you couldn't ask for better, and it it just showcased you know like what we're doing now with these turbos is just 
incredible. I mean, it just makes it a next level of fun that you just couldn't, you have to almost relearn what you could go through because you're just like, I can't go through that. And that machine will, will do it. And it's almost like a trials bike. It, it, it's like you, you just, it'll do it. It's whether you, the rider can or wants to. And that is an amazing time. And, you know, we still got ways to go, right? There's a, there's always going to be uh, more better technology. Uh, the engineers at ski are not sitting on chairs. Uh, they're not no. relaxing one bit and <laughs> they never have. And, um, I think again, we're so lucky to be able to, um, you know, purchase, ride, have fun on these machines that we just can push to the, to the limit. And, um, and, and they're, you know, they're just building them bigger, better, badder, you know, for us to go have fun. And, and, uh, you know, I, I, it's certainly something I say every time I get to go into BRP, I, I always thank, you know, whether it's the engineers or when I went to Rotex, I, I just thanked everybody. I just can't believe what you're doing, especially for a company in Austria that doesn't get to use any of the products that we sell except for the cart that they now have, the Rotex cart. The roll carts, yeah. That's the only yeah. thing they can they yeah. can use in Europe. So no CDUs, no switches, no Can-Am product, no snowmobiles. But yet the passion of these engines, the heart uh, Rotex comes out of these this this place. And like the development of that engine, like it, they make the parts to, to make the parts for that engine, a lot of them. It's, yeah. it's true. When you go, I felt guilty in the sense that, you know, I've, I, I grew up in human powered sports and I love motorsports and I love ingenuity, but there's so many more people deserving to go through that factory than, than me, I felt, uh, <laughs> which is why I take pictures or do videos there is like, we were just kids in a candy store and just at every, you know, I was there with, with Carl, luckily, and Carl knows so much more about that. And he's, you know, so much more into that, that it was fun walking through with him and everybody else because because of that and you know these are the things that you know i'm so lucky to do and you know one of the reasons why i shoot a lot of videos and stuff is 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 literally to to show people like hey man anybody can get here if yeah. i've gone here you can get here these are the areas we're all seeking out and trying to do and and um and if you don't get to go into rotex i'm going to film it and show some fun stuff of of the the joy that uh that anyone would have um, and the re respect level of these engineers and people that work in these companies um, is, is next level. It, yeah, it, it's amazing. I've heard everyone that says that when they take the tour of that factory, they say it's, it's absolutely mind blowing. Like the energy you feel out of the people that working there, they say it's pretty amazing. So. Yeah. yeah and just the assembly well. line, how they have it like down to a T there's a, <laughs> there's seconds for each job. If you drop a screw and you're not able to pick it up in that time, there's a manager that walks around that will pick it up and, they, and they, they'll hit a button which actually accelerates a song. So the songs change from this cool song. That goes, <laughs> Everyone starts panicking. The Beatles comes on well, and that's, it's help, that's the somebody, and you just see people like, and, and it's, it's this assembly line doesn't stop, right? So it's moving along, it's all that's magnetic. Awesome. And, and just, you know, you see that and you go, holy cow, this is like, I never knew how these were built. And like, it's, it's much like the car industry, right? It's like, you have to go through and see those ro robots doing all this thing and whatever. It, it, it's incredible. And um, the coating of the cylinder, uh, you know, that's a special machine. They built it, designed it and do it like it. And you see it go in and come out and cracking the rods, right? Like how they do that. It, 
it's it's next level stuff that that you just kind of go wow there's a new respect for like um you know the engines that you get and the engines you're using out of the backcountry that we just use willy-nilly like just slam it to the bar man i'm gotta get out of this yeah place. <laughs> you take it for granted right like yeah I did a, a vintage enduro race and there's a 1970, well, there, there's more than that, but back in the early seventies, the Can-Am MX bikes had Rotax engines in them. Yeah. Yeah. And they were, yeah. they were something to, to behold, you know? Yeah. So. Now that yeah, factory has a uh, lot of history that, that engine yeah. manufacturing facility has a lot of history. It's a pretty amazing. Yeah. And it's the same, you know, if you go to the, where they do XPS, it's the same, same mentality. Uh, people just think oil's oil. I was kind of one, oh yeah, whatever. And you go there and the design and they'll tell you what base oils, where you can get them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some oils that if you just add a regular base oil and add a synthetic product to it, you can call it a synthetic oil, but it's That's not right. a synthetic oil. It's just got one. Yeah. synthetic, yeah. yeah. Like so, they, they know the DNA of each oil. And, and I'll tell you one thing. Like today, we were requested to send a sample of oil out of an engine that blew, and because they they suspect that it's not uh, our oil, and right. sure enough, I mean, I mean, it's it's difficult for us to say, but they'll be able to tell whether or not the the, the engine's been properly maintained, um, you know, the age of the oil and and what happened. So the DNA of each of the oil is very different from one to the other. Isn't that something? Eh? That's amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's insane. Yeah. But these guys and, and gals are just. Yeah. You no know, mind blowing stuff. Yeah. No, yeah, I swear I, I was running XPS. Meanwhile, he was running yeah. the entire oil. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, well, I, no, I that. Into, oh, sorry. No knock at them, but you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> when I went into that, that factory that does XPS. What I was blown away mostly is you kind of go in there and think, okay, hmm. you make an oil for, let's say $20 and it sells for 50. Right. And there's a lot of companies that do that and they make a lot of money and they are able to market really well right and you go hey that's a good order oil it's better it's ten dollars cheaper than xps but actually also what you realize with xps is their oil is sixty dollars and it it probably costs almost double the other oils to make Mm -hmm. so they're actually making less of a profit on it but and that's why you don't see a lot of promotion around it is because that costs money and the but the oil is better and so you you have to decide as a consumer again the way to save money if you really want to save money on oil is buy bigger batches of it like Absolutely. buy the buy the big jugs just buy the big jugs buy the big mm-hmm. jugs and you're always going to use it right so i tell people you know this gets back to our conversation of i usually have the oil that i'm going to use for the season at the beginning of the season yep. and I don't like going to the shop to buy uh, one bottle. It, it feels like you're just like, Oh, I can't share with anybody, you know, like <laughs> a little bit of somebody oil and helping them out because you're like, I only got this much left. And without, again, without hoarding it, you don't need more than you need. And that way I, I, you know, I do the same thing with belts. I always have two belts so that I have one on my machine. I keep one on my truck or I have it yeah. at home. So if I go through a belt, I can instantly put another one on. Yeah. I don't have to rush down to the dealer. I've already paid for it. And when you do that, you buy a bigger oil at the beginning when they have their open house and they usually give you a better deal on everything. And so again, it it saves you time and energy and money. It saves your dealer time, energy and money. And everybody wins from that. So again, if you want to save money, that's how you do it. Um, I, I, you know, there's lots of great oils out there. I'm not, you know, XPS is when I went through there, like the way the guy was 
showed me what they do, I was like, holy cow, like you guys go above and beyond what you really need to do. And, um, and it's just because that's why you have shock on your, on your snowmobile. That's why you have a ski and snowboard rack from Mm -hmm. BRP. That's why you have these amazing link bags or the clothing. It's like, they could sit back on the snowmobile and we'd still be buying them, but they don't, they're making, I have a new bag showing up at my house in a couple of days. It's uh, it's going to be insane. It's uh, that it's going to be already released, so it's not a big secret. But I, I've seen videos on it. I can't wait to get it. It's the ingenuity of what it will do and how it does, and it can be used for do or switch or Can-Am or wow, that's awesome. or um, or the sleds. And that's cool, right? One bag does all. Yeah, that's- you imagine that's it. Eh? You buy one bag, and you can go from season to season to season. Which bag is that, uh, Dave? Which bag did you get? It's going to be like a backpack bag. I, I forget the name. I have to make up a name for it, but it's going to be. I think it's released this year. I think it's out. Is it, uh, is it, is it adventure or something? They they told me that I don't have to keep it secret. Like you know, some of the times there I get bags and they're like, you can't show this, and then it's in a picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and uh, and 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 thankfully, not a lot of people pick up on it. But um, it, it's uh, it's the hard part because I had that. I had the glove box bag for the turbo all year and they yeah. were not many people had them. I, I am very honored to help with, um, with, uh, you know, the bags and parts and accessories that, um, people within the company trust me and they've sent me a bag and I was like, I only have one. I have two turbos. I need the bet too. You know, and it's like, we don't have them. And so I had to run a riser bar bag on one of my sleds and I got the, the what I called the frunk on the other bag on the sled. And, and, um, I, I couldn't, I could almost not use my riser bag after using the glove box bag. It, it's so rad and it works so well. And I have the USB in there. I can charge my GoPro, my phone, mm-hmm. I just do little things. It's so easy to get into and fast and it's warm. It's a dry heat, not like a wet heat that your glove box is. And, um, yeah, I, you know, and so it was so hard not to tell people and people, you know, I, I ride with it and people go, Hey, what's that? And you're like, oh, nothing. <laughs> I made it in my, in my garage. Yeah. My grandma too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Or I'll show guys and, you know, say, Hey, keep this under wraps, but, but this is something yeah. coming. And, um, and, and it's, it's one of those things where, um, I'm very, very lucky and, and, um, uh, it's, it's fun. I, I won't lie. It's really fun to try different things and give feedback on it and um and that's how things get better for sure i'm you know i try i'm not hard on stuff but i you know i i try to be tend to be hard on things like hey this should be this way or i if i believe it to be that way like the ski and snowboard rack i was like this has to be this way it Mm -hmm. can't be more expensive than this because that's the hardest thing is the racks are expensive because there's a lot of research and development and lost money and and, you know, I, I say to people, like, the way I look at things now is I go, how long is this going to last me? And what's my cost per ride kind of thing? Because right. that sounds way better than just saying, hey, this is a $400 rack. It's like, no, I don't want to buy that. But, like, if over the next three or four years, it, it allows you to get into all these places with your skis and ha- not have stuff fall off and break. It, it, it's a better experience. Um, then it's worth it. And uh, I've done it all. man. I've, I've bungeed skis and snow- snowboards to my sled. And I've had the fanciest, the fanciest racks and, um, you can do both, you know, um, I definitely now prefer the time saving one, which is having the nice rack. Right. So yeah. uh, I'm lucky cause I work with BRP, but uh, 
you know, I say to guys that work really hard, if you earn the money, it's almost, you almost pay less than I do. I, I pay with my soul. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's but, awesome. uh, but it, it really is there for people to like, you know what, anybody who works really hard knows when they go sledding, they want to go sledding and they yep. want to go skiing. They want to ski laps. They don't want to waste time. Nope. Uh, figuring out things and that's what brp realizes and makes their product around and that you know people will go oh this helps um you know new riders i'm like if it helps a new rider it helps everybody all everybody yeah yeah and for sure you won't, you won't see products that are just going to help the people at the top because and the bottom people suffer <clears throat> ever yep. from, from brp they they get it they they know how to make every one of us wherever we are a better rider and right. that's what mc do the new switch it'll you know i can't i'm not good i'm still not good at docking my boat but like i was like i wish i had that sea do steering for my boat because <laughs> it just makes sense right it's like riding a bike into the the dock right and um easy so, yeah it just yeah. makes people makes it easier for everybody that's awesome Absolutely. that is awesome that's cool so dave uh, how do people find you online and uh social media and stuff how do people uh uh, follow you. Well, your adventures. Yeah. Thanks. So Instagram and Facebook, I'm just Dave Nerona and it's Nerona with, it's just like Corona beer, but with an N and, uh, I've got, I, you know, I started this year, a new thing called Sledder series. So it's a YouTube, it's on my YouTube channel. And again, it, it's going through like what I carry in my tunnel bag, what I, carry in my backpack. um, you'll see it littered with new products like uh, i did one recently on a bivy sack um that mountain lab gear does um you know it's a nine dollar thing that that i think everybody should have for safety and it's inexpensive you'll see things from the top line to what i use to save money um to clothing how to layer again you know trying to help new riders um and their difference coming from say skiing where you can get away with a lighter weight jacket and it doesn't need to be as tough because you're around sleds you know we have the joke here in the west coast because our Terex was born and bred here guy shows up with his 600 dollar yellow Arterex and his brand new sled and you know pole starts the thing right across his jacket and he's like ah you know and and um you know that person slowly changes from like you know see him in two years and that same yellow jacket is just dirty as heck or he's rocking a new skidoo helium jacket right that that can handle the abuse and that's kind of a fun thing to to go go through and and we've got a new we've got new gloves some new gloves you'll see from skidoo this year um and that a good friend of mine julie she's been working hard on those gloves are man gloves are hard to make Gloves yeah, are they're, they're hard to please everyone. They really are. Yeah, because yeah. you want thin, but you want dexterity, but you want warmth, oh, but you want uh, short, you want long. It's it's you could have a hundred pairs of gloves. So it, it is it's a challenge for BRP without you know nobody wants to come out with twenty skews of gloves. Um, but but uh, you know coming out with a, a, a the right so it's a start. Uh, to see more cool things um, from from BRP, we need to work on our boots. I will say, you know, instead of being a Mister Positive yeah. all the time, I tell them well, two things. I think we need to work. We need to have a better boot. Uh, we make the best snowmobiles in the world, and I, personally, I I don't like the boot at all. Um, we should be making the best boot or close to it. And I want to see pants that are a little bit lighter. 
uh, in our helium lineup. So the jacket is a shell in the helium jacket. It's my favorite jacket. I use it for skiing now, but I don't with the pants because there's it's, it's too much to it. It's, it's, it's a heavier than it needs to be. But there's two types of riders out there, right? I, I tell people, I explain it like this, right? Your, your wife or girlfriend probably buys Lululemon pants and they're $200, right? And then they she last sits, forever. On, sits on, a, on, a, on a thing and they pill and she just doesn't care because they're so comfortable. They look so good that she goes out and buys another pair. So with sledding, we kind of have this, I want really lightweight gear that's functional. And you know what? I kind of go through gear every couple of seasons. I don't, I'm not this guy that needs gear to last me 10 or 15 years. There are those people out there and I, I'm not knocking them. There's people that want to buy a one black jacket and it lasts 15 years and they're going to be proud of that. And that's great. This won't be the product for that. But I see a real need for a real lightweight, breathable, strong, but less strong than what we do. That's what creates the lightweight that yeah. people want for really attacking the mountain, right? You, you, this is going to allow you to be super mobile, super flexible. And the people who are going to don't want that, they're going to pay the price with a little bit more weight and, um, mm -hmm. And, and it'll be more durable and last longer. Um, so I think we're we're getting in that direction for sledding. It, sledding is probably one of the most physical sports out there, but the clothing lineups have in the past have, have not been anywhere near that. It's just sort of like here's the here's the strongest you know burliest jacket, but it doesn't allow the mobility that you really need to ride a, a snowmobile, let's say aggressively, which which everybody has to do. Um, if they're making a, just a, you know, hopping over the machine or getting through the trees, whether that's easy for you or hard for you, it's a physical move that will be easier with lighter and better, uh, clothing. Yeah, for sure. And you know what, uh, Dave, the, the, the helium brand, uh, we saw a lot last year, a lot of consumers come in I mean, because obviously it doesn't say skidoo on it. Yeah. So we had a lot of consumers from Polaris, Yamaha, Artica that came in. Um, you know, they didn't want necessarily to have the big skidoo or the X on it. So this was a very nice compliment. I wear helium myself and I really like it. It's a nice jacket. It's not, it's light. You can wear it out, out as well, uh, or skiing or other, other sports. So it's beyond to me, it's beyond a snowmobile jacket. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. That, um, we saw, you know, skidoo saw that that's why that jacket happened is, yeah. is it, and here you hit the nail on the head is that you wear that jacket because it's a nice jacket. So yeah. snowmobile clothing and even ski jackets before you didn't wear out, you wore it for skiing because it yeah. wasn't really that comfortable to wear out. And yeah. nowadays you wear that helium jacket. And as I do, because it's like, I used to wear a lot of ski clothing for skiing, sled skiing. Cause I, yeah. I had sponsors in the ski industry and I used their, I worked with them for a long time and I used them for sled skiing. And when I sledded, I would wear sled clothing. And slowly I've gotten like, I don't have those clothing sponsors from other people because the clothing I now feel is, is there and it, it's lighter. It's, it looks good. Like the, the helium jacket is the, is a jacket that it's like a good looking jacket. And yeah look professional in it it works really well sympatex it has all the bells and whistles but at the end of the day you could go to the movies or out to dinner and throw it on just to stay yeah. with 
car over and it feels like you're wearing yeah. like, a, like a great sport jacket. And that to me is the secret. Again, it, it knocks more boxes. The more you wear it, the more you enjoy it. The, the, the price point of it makes yeah. sense. And, and the comfort uh, too, right? And, and the comfort. I want to see pants like the jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pants tend to be a little bit on the heavier side, uh, which is also great. Um, but for me, I would like if they had a pant that was exactly like that jacket, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I think I think for you out west because it's so physical. You know, what you do, you're, you're literally you're 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 battling with uh, with the mountain, uh, so you work out quite a bit. Uh, but in the trails down here, we sit on a sled, so that the, the thicker pants, you know, are, are quite useful because it is cold. cold. Yeah. 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 It's just a different type of cold too. More yeah. humidity. Minus forty five in Quebec, Jean Luc. When you're yes. doing a hundred on the sled on the trail, it's yeah. cold. <laughs> Yeah, it's minus so, eighty. Yeah. You're you're, to you're totally right, and that's that. That's the thing is, I just did a layering video on that exact thing, you know. And and you have to you have to look at pieces how you are going to piece them together, yeah. and and for where you ride and where you live, and that's why we, you know, we have the M code. The M code jacket is is great, and the M code yeah. again. I wish like what's great about the M code jacket is for a lower price point, you get two jackets, right? So you get. Yeah. The Two in one, you get the 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 synthetic uh, insulated jacket. So, like on those days in Quebec when it's really cold, you wear them together. Um, what I do is I take the insert out and I wear the insert to the hill, and I use okay. that. To take my sleds off. So if it's getting dirty or getting water on it, don't really care. I, last thing I take off is that. Put my my um, M code jacket on, and um, and then I'm out using it. So again, you have these two, and again with M code. I wish the pants did that because the insulated pants, which I do really like, tend to be, except on the cold days here, they're they're yeah. too warm. And um, but but I will say what also is great about M code is at a lower price point, it works extremely well, right? Let's let's not um, face the facts here. We are in a little bit of a. And I talk about this in my video. We're t we're in this like okay, this is twenty thousand waterproof breathable. This is forty thousand, and we're and it's like the race is on for the number, not really do yeah. we need it. And and if you ride in the rain, um, you you need Sympatex. If you if if you're in wet weather, it's going to perform way better. But I found with the M code with RPM is that because it's less breathe, it's less waterproof. It's kind of in a way more breathable. The pores are more porous. And yeah, yeah. So I I on the coast where I really shouldn't can easily and I enjoy the RPM because number one again it's cheaper, and even though I may get the jacket for free, as some people would assume. I prefer it because I prefer promoting a three hundred dollar jacket than an eight hundred dollar jacket. To it. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it just, yeah. it, it doesn't, it, you know, it, it, it's something I would look at when I was going to purchase something. So it really does matter. And if I was riding in the rain, I would prefer the Sympatex. At it's not eight hundred dollars; it's five hundred dollars. But, yeah. but I would prefer the the cheaper jacket if I could have, you know, if that's what I could afford. And it's good to know that at the lower level of price, you're still getting really good waterproof breathable. That would only matter if I went out in the rain. I don't know about you guys, but if it rain, it rains to the top of the mountain, I'm probably not going sledding that day. Yeah, yeah. So when I go, it's snowing, and snow is totally different interact on an outer piece than it than rain does. So it's important for consumers to know this because they can get caught in this. So I need to spend, you know, they already bought the twenty thousand dollars snowmobile. Then they go, oh, I need a $500 jacket and I need a $400 helmet and I need a 
$1,200 Avi pack. And it's like, <laughs> hang on a second. You, you don't really, you, you, those are nice add-ons at the highest level, but there are great alternatives at uh, a, a better price point that are will still protect you, will still do really well and work really well. And to me, that's why I do those videos is not everybody can afford or not everybody wants to pay top dollar for, for all their stuff. Yep. And to me, it's important that that middle stuff, if, if it's garbage and doesn't work, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't sell, I wouldn't do a video on it or I would do a video telling you that, but it's not the case. There are some amazing deals on um, like our M code is one of those. And some of the helmets yep. that for, you know, 150, like I, lots of times I pick up a helmet. I'm like, this is only a hundred dollars. Like I could use this for sledding and dirt biking. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it looks cool. Like, you know, it might not have the, the same design as a 500 or $800 helmet, but it's a hundred dollars and no. I can get out there and have fun. And, and as long as I'm having fun, I don't care what, what other people think about, you know, what I'm using. And yeah. I think that's a, it's an important thing for, for sure yeah. Yeah, for, for all good. consumers and everything. Yeah. No, it's good. Absolutely. Yeah. No, we really appreciate your time tonight there, Dave. That's awesome. Yeah, your awesome. wealth of knowledge as usual and great entertainment. Mm -hmm. And the, yeah. the chat loved you. There's lots of uh, love going around there earlier in the in the chat saying that you're you're the real deal and and the hero and you know that uh, <laughs> well bring such energy I, to the sport and yeah, you do. I, I'm I'm none of those things, but I, I'll tell you what I am. I'm just like everybody else out there. I'm looking to have a good time with my buddies. And people know me if they see me out on the hill uh, or in the bar, um, come on over and say hi. We'll, we'll have a drink. And, and um, one of the things I've been blessed with is uh, so many nice people like, oh, I'll buy you a beer in the bar. It's like, dude, you don't have to buy me a beer. Let's have a beer together. And, and that's, again, we touched on this with the sport. It's just there's just not no other sport like that. And I like to say that I'm just – the every guy, right? I'm, I'm just like everybody else out there. I'm very lucky in the position I have. I work extremely hard for, for what I love to do, which is no surprise. <clears throat> and as <clears throat> anybody would, but, but um, I, I do what I do because I, I'm so lucky that I get to do it, that I, it's almost like I, it's like a duty, right? Like if someone had my position, they'd be just like me going, let's go. Where are we going? What are we doing next? And that's, it, it, it just comes from my heart. That's the, the only way I know how to be. So I want to thank all the people out there <clears throat> who've liked me on Instagram. You know, to have a drink of beer. <laughs> You're getting emotional. And, <laughs> and Facebook and, and my YouTube channel. Seriously, you don't know how much it helps to create the whole thing that, that it allows me to do more mm -hmm. and go to BRP and say, we should do this. And, that's how all these shows have like after dark started and being on your show and working with all these people, it starts with everybody out there. Not, not me. Um, you know, we might just have the idea, but, but uh, as John Luke knows, it, it, it'd be nothing without people coming into his dealership. You know, he, 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 Absolutely. He, it, it, that's all it is. Right. And you've made it beautiful and stuff. So more people want to come in <clears throat> and that's amazing. But the reality is, is they wouldn't be coming in if they're what, if they didn't feel the energy um, that starts from the, you know, the first person that clocks into BRP in the morning, all the way to the further down the line, as far as way you can get is me sweeping the floors going, this is rad. Right. 
And um, I think it's, it's, it's super cool. And, and something we can always, we should all remember when we're out there is damn it, enjoy it. Because as you see on some of the social media, how many places get shut down every year, ride with, you know, we have a new thing starting with BRP um, to really talk about where we ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the biggest problem you have out east is people riding through private property and it may be yep. that they've always ridden through there or they just don't care and they're going to ride or they destroy the farmer's field yep. and all that person has to do is have one bad experience and it's closed down and it's our own fault and not just one person it's all of our fault yep. so keeping your sleds quiet um being telling your friend not to do that you know i can't tell your friend he's going to beat me up because he doesn't yeah. like me you're your friend with that guy tell him this is the reason why you know i run into guys who dirt bike and they're wheeling down the street up to the trails and i i sometimes ride my dirt bike on the street if a police officer sees you and you're doing 20 and it's two blocks it's no big deal i'll tell mm-hmm. you what it becomes a big deal when you're ragdolling in a wheelie because nobody likes that guy yeah. and and that's the guy that brings the police to make sure none of us get to do it right so yeah. don't be that guy and if we all just use our common sense of, you know, don't ride, don't ride where you're not supposed to ride where you are. We'll keep all these areas open, but man, mm-hmm. it, it pains me when they sh- close down a little area and you guys mm-hmm. see it best, right? One little area oh. gets closed and it closes like a, a huger area that you, cause you can't Network. get yeah, we're we're taking a beating this year. I noticed when I bought, I don't know if you bought yours yet, Gary, but when I or you, John Luke, if, if you've heard some of it, but when I bought my uh, my pass for this year, the OFSC, they had a video before you'd go into to yeah, do educational your, video, yeah. Fill out your forms, telling and it was a great video saying, "Stay awesome. on the trail. We're losing trails." Yeah, you know, so and, and, and you know what? I mean, to, to to a certain extent, part of it is we, we've got to educate these new entrants. Now, there's some yahoos, there's some cowboys. Yeah. And then there's the people, they don't know where to go. And so, you know, they just think it's, you know, they see those beautiful images of the mountain sled going everywhere, anywhere. Yeah. It's not the same down here, right? We need yeah. to get on the trails. And, and uh, uh, you know, you, you said, said, said something earlier, uh, Dave, that, you know, you, you want to enjoy your life. You want, you're very grateful for what you do. On the back of my, my business card, everyone here at Energy has got a, a little thing at the back of their business card. But on the back of mine, it reads this. I don't know if you can see it. Here, let me get you big. Okay, hold uh, on a second. Yeah, hold on. I just got to move you around here. There you go. It's a short you trip. While alive, live. While alive, dot, dot, live. live. That's <laughs> awesome. Malcolm That's Forbes. Yeah. I'll tell you, I, I've lived my, my, my entire life with, with, with this thing. Um, um, and it's actually part of why energy is energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a short trip. We're only here for a short time. Might as well enjoy it. And, um, you know, t- t- tonight is a very good demonstration of that. And being with uh, the three of you is, is pretty awesome. Yeah, no, that's good. And I want to thank all you guys, uh, Jean-Luc for sponsoring the show again and, and Dave coming on. That's awesome. And Gary for running it. This takes a lot. Like he does a lot of hard work behind it. Yeah. It takes a lot, but it, you know what it, it, the, the snow, no, the snowmobile, uh, um, we needed this and, and, it, and I'm just happy that he's, he did it and it's, and it's growing leaps and bounds and it's awesome. And, and it's good to, to have the camaraderie of everybody around and it's amazing yeah. show and, and great guests and great sponsors. So it's awesome. Yeah. No, oh, thank yeah. you, Rich. I appreciate coming back to you. And yeah, yeah it's yeah. only as good as, as the guy below me here and, and the guy <laughs> on this side of me here as well for, for making it all work. And, and also Chris from fast track, uh, traction products. I mean, 
can't thank them enough as well. So yep. it's going to be a good year. We got a lot of neat stuff coming up and hopefully we can get the guests in line. Cause uh, I'm ecstatic. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it, it, I went back and forth on, on doing it again and, you know, and then I heard a few guys reached out to me and asked me when it's happening. And, and then it's like, okay, we got to do this. So it uh, just in the last few weeks, it was like, okay, I'm going for it. We're doing it. And John <laughs> Luke was in and everybody yeah. came together. So it was yeah. awesome. So, yeah. yeah. You're yeah. making it happen, buddy. Yep. Yeah. So, no, and we, we enjoy it too. Like Rich and I, we only got together once last year, but we had a hoot and we did. And oh, yeah. and it's almost like we known each other our whole lives. And it was just no, last year good. when we met, right? We're going to ride a lot this year, but I'm looking yeah. forward to it. We're going to get out. And I want to get out with John Luke too as well. If we can do a Quebec trip or what, you know. it's. Oh, I'd love a Quebec trip. That'd be great. Yeah. Go back to my roots. It'd be cool. Yeah. No, that'd be great, guys. Be awesome. Yeah, and one sure. one day, Dave, we'll get out west. I want to get out and ride with Gary and, and John Luke. We'll get out west. We have to. Yeah, yeah. I really want to do that, that trip. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I lived in Banff for three years and I never, I mean, aside going, I worked at a ski hill. So aside taking the sled up and down the mountain for ski related reasons, I never really experienced the, um, um, the big mountains uh, out there as much as I would have liked to. So uh, that, that's on the bucket list for sure. Yeah, well, you guys are only a flight away, right? So it's it's actually pretty easy. And uh, whenever you're whenever you're ready, we'll I'll be ready, and um, we'll find uh, we'll get the good zones and and start start the planning. And uh, likewise, anybody else out there, back east, anywhere else, if you guys are thinking of come coming out to BC, you know, check out Muskoka Freerider for sure and see what, yeah. what he does. Um, but also, you know, any of us send us, uh, any of the ambassadors of Skidoo, you know, that's what we're here for. Um, if I can't answer the question, I'll pass you on to someone who does and they're, they're the same, but follow them on social media. Um, don't be afraid to send us a message, uh, whether you like something or don't like something, um, or you want to see something for me personally, I'm always, a, you know, it's like, it's like you, Gary, you, you want to know what people want so that you can have guests or do things that people want and and yeah. um, if you don't ask you don't get so i i think that's uh it, it's super cool yeah. i'm john luke on here and the dealership it's a, that's a new element there you know there's other people who might want to be on and lots of cool things out of there and i think you know hats off i can't uh hats off for the maple syrup i might have to steal that idea <laughs> yeah, that's right well you know where right. to get the labels printed yeah. anyway yeah right <laughs> I go directly to the source. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so, but it will be in a part number next year in the catalog. So. Oh, yeah. You know, it will be, will be, yeah. BRP will be reaching out to John Luke. We need to add this into the. No, no. Well, I'd be able to claim copyright uh, protection on that because, uh, because even though I ripped off the XBS brand, or that's should it. I not go there? <laughs> I asked for permission. I, I will tell you, I did ask. I said, is, is it going to be okay? Because it's a bit of a wink. Oh, it um, is, yeah. But uh, they, they, they were cool with it. So uh, anyway, awesome. it's not like we're selling it either. We're not selling this. No, that's uh, true. No, we're just true. giving it away. Yeah. It's an it, awesome it, giveaway, though. I think it's called fair use, like as far as that goes. Like I've changed it more than seven times, but it's also in good, it's also in good taste. You know, there's a who begged me for a couple of cases. I, I can't, I just say, I, I need it from myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's odd that he'd want the energy logo on it too. So, well, that's yeah. what I told him. I said, did you not see that? My logo's on it. He said, I don't care. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And then he wonders where all his customers go next year. Uh, where, did the, where did that guy go? I want a bottle of syrup. Yeah. <laughs> I'm snow right. checking yeah. next year. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, no, that's good. Well, well awesome. thank you. Thanks again, again guys. Yep. Yeah, Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thanks, Rich. Again, yep. um, make sure you subscribe to uh, to the Energy Power Sports YouTube channel. Uh, Mudbrats, of course. You got to yep. hit subscribe and like on this and share this episode. Uh, Rich outdoors with uh, with uh, under. Uh, capital R and then lowercase rich and then all caps outdoors. And you'll know his channel when you see it. Yep. And the, um, and also Dave Nerona too. Make sure you follow him on all the social and subscribe to him on YouTube too. He's got some awesome stuff happening there. So anyway, yep. it's been a great night. Uh, I was, it's been happy and I love the love you guys have thrown my way and uh, we'll make sure we keep this rolling for you. Uh, we're not going to be around next Monday because it's Thanksgiving here in Canada. So we will see you the Monday after uh, that on a weekly basis. So hopefully you enjoy hey, that. Just, you'll get notifications on it. But I'm going to roll the credits, guys, and uh, and we'll uh, we'll wrap this thing up. But stick around and we'll chat afterwards for a bit. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thank no problem. Thanks, Thank Dave. You. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah. I just, I just got to find you. The, the outro now. Get the right one. <laughs>